And welcome back to Scav Talk, everyone. Today's episode of Drama Alert, following up from last podcast episode, we're going to recap on the data mining drama that happened over the week. Get you all caught to speed on that. With also some exciting news in regards to potentially Tarkov API and some ETS testing going on. Finally, just recently, we got some... Uh, Teasers from Streets and a wrap-up of an event, I believe. Maybe that's still going. I'm not sure. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape... You can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. So, Giga, how's it going? It's going good. This week, I did my first duo stream in I don't even know how long. It's been such a long time. Uh, I was playing with Haze. Yeah. We were actually playing during the event, which we'll, we'll get onto about what happened. Um, but uh, yeah, I was playing with him during that, which is quite, kind of fun. Like, I haven't done a duo stream since I played with Geeks. Like, and that was ages ago. That must have been like nearly a year ago now. Because then, like, my internet was bad. And I had like ping fluctuations getting kicked, whatever. Like, but, you know, Haze is UK as well. So that's kind of no big deal. Plus, I was like, yeah, you know what? Let's just start doing some more of these because it's something that I just never, ever do. And it could be kind of fun. And it's something a bit different. And we'll just try it. And I like Hayes. He's a uh, you know, chill guy. We've had him on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not going to be too mad if I suddenly shoot him in the head or if I don't know what call out <laughs> he's talking about. I was like, this is going to, you know, this is going to be all right. So now we had fun, actually. It was, it was pretty interesting. We ended up playing. And he said, he was like, I haven't done this for ages. We played Factory all day. Mm. It was bizarre. I mean, I say all day for me is like, you know, three and a half hours or whatever, which is my usual stream slot. But he was just like, he was like, dude, I haven't played Factory for like hours on end. For so long. And he was like, I don't do that many duos either. I do them like from time to time, depending on you know how how long it's been since I've done my last one. But he was just like, Yeah, I haven't played fact- just factory for hours. Uh, I, I don't even know I don't even know when the last time I just like mained it because we were playing at night. I guess like well, I was oh. I was gonna talk about the stuff first, but we may as well talk about the the event because it's kind of naturally linked event. to this. And it's That's pretty why quick. You yeah. guys were playing factory. Yeah, I was trying to figure yeah. out like, why did you why did you guys do own decide to go factory? That seems like an odd <laughs> Exactly. Mean, to each their own, but so the the event um, was there was a, a weird post that appeared on the talk of Twitter, mm-hmm. which was like a TV with some kind of like cryptic stuff. I mean, it's got like a yeah, you know, the scratchy screen out of like the ring or whatever. I've just managed to blast my own stream with uh, the volume <laughs> from it from Twitter. But there's like cult markings and stuff. It basically just zooms right. in on a on a on a TV screen, and that is I think that's it. I don't think there's anything else. There's no text or anything. It's just like spooky times, spooky, <laughs> and that's it. So, what happened in reality? Well, in Tarkov, in reality, our reality was cultists were spawning at a hundred percent rate on the various maps that they normally spawn on. So, mm-hmm. customs and woods, so, so and, and the times that they'd normally spawn at. So it wasn't like they were suddenly there in the day or anything, but you know, customs around the construction kind of area, like fortress type bit, whatever you call that thing, the workshop. They're spawning there 100% of the time at night. Same for woods, same for shoreline, and same for factory. Now, they're, they're quite rare on night factory, but to push their spawn rate up to 100% means that they're always there. 
And you know, everybody went in fully Chad geared up because if you wanted to go and kill the cultists, you knew that they were going to be there for sure and you could run into them straight away. And it's kind of the easiest way to clean up the event. So do you still have to be in the time frame? You do have to it? play night. Yeah. But just have to be in the right time frame. So well, no, well, factory doesn't matter because factory's got like it doesn't right. have rotating time. So the factory's easy on that. But yeah, you have to be in whatever the time frame is. I can't actually okay. remember. It's um, until like 7 a.m. or something. I can't remember when it finishes normally. Right, right. But it's like, well, like 11 until 7 or something. I, I can't remember the exact timing. Maybe it's midnight until 7. Um, okay. So long as the raid begins then. Right, you can go into a really early morning raid and then go and fight them later in the day if you really wanted to because they do spawn at right. night time. But then right. they're still there if it like transitions into day throughout the, the game. But we were like, well, you have to kill 30 for the event. And mm. the, the, the catch is you can't kill scavs. Can't kill any scavs. You have to kill cultists only, or PMCs, or bosses, but not scavs. Wait, but, but the PMCs and bosses don't count towards the quest, right? No. You're telling me no. you fail the quest if you kill a scav? Correct. Huh. So Does I it got like, the just couple... like reset you down the zero? It, it fails it completely, you have to go and re-accept it. Okay. So I had a couple, I think I had four or something, mm -hmm. and then I shot a scav, and I was like, damn it, <laughs> like, reset me. And Hayes was already on 11 or 12 at this point, and I was like, you know what, like, I don't care, like, I'm not going to make the 30, I'm not that bothered, I'd rather just, like, chat around and just, you know, do the stuff. I'll be, I'll be protection, I'll go, and, you know, if there's any scavs, I'll shoot them for you. I'll, like, boost you through the quest. And I think we got him to, it was nearly 20 or something out of the 30 that he had. Um, but it was just, it was just good fun. Like Night Factory, I don't play very often. Um, but you know, I know the map intricately, so it's kind of better for me in some ways than some of the others. And playing the MVGs and going around with like the you know, suppressed pistol, just like shooting out the lights, and it was kind of cool. There's like some fun PvP, and everyone's there super geared. And the cultists are just weird, though, right? They like lie down in weird corners and just lie there sometimes. Like we saw the cult priest guy, and he was just lying there and we were like oh neither of us can loot his body super weird and then 30 minutes 30 seconds later he like ran past we were like what and someone in chat was like yeah that was him just like lying there he was alive like you could have killed him but he was just on the floor we were like well that's that's mad so the ai is a bit weird hmm. but it was fun overall it was good um and now the event has actually ended it was relatively short-lived i would say it was maybe two days and now the event is gone I, I presume it's the same i didn't actually check i presume it's the same as the other quests where you can still do it in theory it's still there but you know now you have to go and find cultists manually with the normal spawn rates naturally like the real kicker for yeah the real kicker for the actual quest was the rewards it was but you were supposed to unlock both the ak and the m4 or like ar15 under barreled grenade launchers as well as cash purchases for the gl Whatever, what would you call them? Shell, shells or grenades or whatever it is, cartridges. Um, and they were like 15k a shell and like 40k for the GL. So it was like really cheap if you could be bothered to do the quest. I did see that Axel posted, he was like, by far the easiest way is just to go in naked with a shotgun and just only kill the cultists and then just keep resetting over and over again on Night Factory. It's just like go with a torch or a flashlight, whatever. And then, you know, go over and over again until you do it. Because like, we were going like super kitted. So we were kind of PvPing and. You know, trying trying not to die and stuff. He was just like, yeah, the easiest way to do this is just to kind of cheese it because you don't care about dying then. And if you run into a scav and it kills you, you're just like, yeah, whatever. All right. Um, but it was, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was 
all right. I don't, like, it's probably my least favorite of the events that we've had so far. Like, I don't like playing as the AI that much. Like, I didn't die to the cultists particularly. I think I died once. It was mostly the PvP, actually, that was more difficult. So it ended up being okay. But yeah, I'm not a huge fan of fighting against AI. Like, it's just the usual stuff. They seem really unfair sometimes and really stupid other times. Right? They're, like, lying in a corner next to a box and you just stand over the top of their head and shoot them in the back of the head. It's like, you know... Like it's just it just doesn't do it for me. Um, yeah. But yeah, but the PvP was cool, and the night thing was like yeah, something a bit different. Go around with DPMVGs on factory. I haven't done that in ages. So overall, yeah, it was decent. Decent. So we'll get into the drama then, I suppose. <laughs> Yay! My favorite section, unironically. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the the biggest piece of news from the week so the original this all started because of a post that nick well <clears throat> it was a post that this is the first that most people saw of it. it was a post that nikita put up on twitter and it just said it goes beyond all limits what should i do with him and it was a screenshot of logical's discord with logical saying if there's somebody that has ets access and wants to stay anonymous and contribute to our efforts DM me. I just want to find out if ETS is really on Unity 2021. And then to the rat in here reporting things to BSG and then the middle finger emoji. Which it's I mean it's it's <laughs> it's quite inflammatory in general. Yeah. And obviously Nikita's just like, you know, what should I even do with him? So that you know that launched a cascade of people being like, you know, BSGL <laughs> Hang you know, <laughs> You're looking at the wrong stuff versus, you know, logical. My boy logical done nothing wrong. You know? <laughs> Free logical. <laughs> Free logical. I did actually read somebody. It was quite funny. They, they wrote like, Free logical. Like, I know he's not banned yet, but he's going to be banned. So free him for when that happens. <laughs> it was like straight away. Somebody put that down, which I, I thought was pretty entertaining. So anyway, there was like, you know, a lot of people talking about stuff. People on both sides of the equation. Um, a few people, including me, talking about, like, why does ETS have an NDA? But we could probably get more into that in, in a little bit. So after all this kind of back and forth went on, BSG then posted a, an official statement with their kind of you know, usual branding and whatever on Twitter. It's like a picture, but there's like official statement from BSG on illegal data mining of the information. And I mean, it does a lot of stuff there, but like defines data mining and what data miners do. And um, over the past few years, an increased amount of data mine information circling around on websites and on social media. You know, remind people about the TOS, like breaches of the license agreement, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> and it basically just says, you know, what's the difference between the leak and, and a teaser? And it's they basically just saying, you know, BSG posts stuff to try and hype people up. And that is voluntary marketing, basically. Whereas with data mining, it like spoils surprises and um, it can give an unfair advantage to people who, who who don't do it or aren't you know keeping up to date with with that or whatever. And it's all like outside of the game, et cetera, et cetera. Now, it's it's a complicated one, I think, partly because of BSG's like ongoing stance towards like data and information and what's available in the game or not, and the fact that the only reason why most people know what's going on in the game and half the stuff that's on the wiki is all data mined stuff anyway, which is about like the ballistics and the ammo and all of, all of that kind of thing, which is what makes it really, really complicated. They did say specifically, if you're looking for specific information, there's an official resource supported by Battlestate Games Wikia, which may not be updated as frequently and in time, but it does not use any illegal tools. The wiki is also a fully community-driven project. 
And it's always down to receive help for more experienced players to keep it up to date. So they basically were like, look, the wiki is the, the trusted source. The wiki team worked with BSG to decide on what is on what is not okay. Fair enough. And anything else outside of that that's not on the wiki is by default, I suppose, like not sanctioned by BSG. Um which is fair, which is, you know, it, it is what it is. After this, there was something happened on Logical's stream. I don't know exactly what, but he was talking about some piece of information. And he got banned by BSG. Mm-hmm. So then there was obviously a, a new Twitter post about being banned, and I ain't done nothing wrong. Gov, let me out. <laughs> um, and I think there was a bit of a tiff between Logical and Nikita privately where Nikita was like you're still talking about data mine information like this is why we banned you and he was like no I, I, I didn't talk about anything like new I haven't done anything since you put the policy in place I haven't done any I haven't spread anything like new or anything like that and he was like no you haven't he was like it is actually old information that I was talking about that's basically what Logical's argument was so I think there was some private conversation nobody knows exactly what happened and he got unbanned presumably mm-hmm. because BS like yeah, they, they put this policy in place. He didn't actually do anything wrong since the policy was put in place. So they couldn't really ban, like, sort of almost like banned him retrospectively for stuff he'd done in the past based on the policy they just put in. It was kind of the thing. So they unbanned him on that on that point, I think. But it was a bit of a, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a mess in general. And um, Logical put out his own statement, which was said, you know, even though my intentions may not have been malicious, I understand and agree that I was in the wrong for the post that I made involving ETS. I shouldn't have done that. Got, you know, Thankful and glad that Nikita and BSG potentially mending our relationship. Look forward to hopefully working with them. Big shout out to the community for the overwhelming support, basically. Which is like, I think that's, you know, I think that's pretty fair. Like most people quite like the stuff that Logical puts out. I think asking for ETS information like publicly over his Discord to like at here, at everyone was too much. And in my opinion, maybe this is a hot take, I don't know. But like for that post, maybe because maybe they came to some agreement in the background, that's fine. But for that post, I do think BSG probably were in their right, their right to ban him, honestly. And they could have kept it if they wanted to, but they clearly didn't want to because he's a you know big member of the community. And if they can repair the relationship, then he can potentially do more good than harm going forward. So they don't want to make a permanent enemy of the guy. You're saying so maybe that's why they unbanned him. I don't know. You're saying BSG's in the right to ban him just based off the Discord posts? Like, I think, I, a, I think so. From like a moral perspective or. Yeah, I think so. Because it shows, I don't know, it's quite bad will, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, because it's kind of one of those things, like, you don't really know what his intentions are. Hmm. And, you know, you're, you're, uh, hmm, kind of a good analogy. I can't think of one off the fly that's <laughs> going to be, you know, fit. But this is kind of, it's, it's, it's almost like, me asking you to do something illegal on my behalf and it kind of puts yeah. you in like an awkward spot um yeah exactly and it's kind of like yeah lack of respect for the terms or whatever i mean i'm, I'm glad right. that he basically said like yeah i was wrong to, to, to oh yeah that so i'm glad he acknowledged that honestly because that was for me the worst part about it but i mean all of this has come up come about because of the way the BSG does stuff right and it's just so hard to figure out what's going on and the line has always been very fuzzy as to like what's okay what's not okay and it's made 
But I mean, I know I've felt nervous as a content creator talking about certain things, like certain stuff that I just don't refer to or have to be careful about, even if I see it, because it's like, well, I don't know. I don't want to get on the wrong side of what BSG's philosophy is on it. Whereas like someone like Logical is basically just kind of like, just he's just kind of posted everything. <laughs> I don't know whether he's held anything back, really. Because um, like somebody's probably always going to fill that you would think even if he doesn't somebody else will probably There's definitely do it a demand for it whatever i'll say that much yeah now the, the line that i draw on it is things like you know what's the rewards for the events mm-hmm. and like upcoming stuff like if you could reverse engineer that airdrops are coming before they're in the game and stuff like that that kind of thing i'm actually not interested in seeing personally because Right. I'd rather have the surprise. So I'm actually on BSG's side for that. Um, it's the other stuff, things like yeah, spawn rates, spawn locations, like balancing stuff, like those kind of things. That's where I'm much more on the logical side because I feel like the player base needs that kind of information in order to test things properly yeah. and to understand what the hell is going on half the time. Because right? certain bugs sit in the game for ages because people just don't know how they work and it's not public so we can't just go oh here's how it's supposed to work here's how it does work these there's a mismatch and report the bug it's just like the mysterious game mechanic you go well this like surely this isn't the way that it should be yeah this this is some weird thing and then you have to report it and then bsg just either goes to the black hole of bsg or whatever so it's like didn't they no that was actually something logical messed up on actually remember when he put like they nerfed the uh the mcx like they buffed some other guns and then he had like a typo reset, but now yeah. I'm getting confused. But no, mm. I I understand that, and it kind of puts people in like an awkward position where it, it kind of reminds me of like, um, you know, like like a Marvel movie or something. Like back, I guess back when like Infinity War was popular, people were like going into like Twitch chats and like message boards and like spoiling the story for people, like just being dicks about it, right? Yeah, and. It's it's kind of similar in that way in that like you want it's like I want to be following logical to keep up to date with like some of the new stuff that's like mm-hmm. as you said it's not really like in that spoiler territory it's more like on the informational territory but at the same time he's also going to put out uh at least he has an, on some things like spoilers for some stuff like here's the rewards for this event or whatever um yeah so it kind of makes it kind of makes it kind of awkward for because like uh you know and it's it's kind of just like that idea of like uh like when i was playing hyperlight uh drifter i like really didn't want to spoil aspects of the game and it it doesn't like explain a lot of the mechanics to you you just kind of have to like, right. figure it out um but i could have easily just gone online and like spoiled it for myself to experience so you, there's like a level of self-control you need but at mm. the same time if it's like you know someone's coming into your twitch chat and spamming you know the <laughs> the script of the movie you want to see it's so i don't know it's it's kind of it's kind of a hard thing because like i say he's kind of like in that role where he does report the changes and set you know like i don't know i guess i guess maybe he thinks there's value in reporting what the uh the stuff is. I mean, in a sense, it kind of is because you may look at it and be like, oh, well, these rewards aren't worth it. I don't want to spend the time 
doing it, you know. Mm. Um, so I don't know. It's kind of a it's kind of a tricky thing because, like I said, it, you really like I kind of really want to follow him for the uh, updates, but if it's going to spoil something major that I don't want to be spoiled, but I'm not aware of that, I don't want it to be spoiled until I see the information. But I'm following because I want to see the updates. You know what I mean? That's kind of a weird thing. Yeah, exactly that. It's like I want I want to know that the VSS has had a fifteen percent buff to its vertical yes. recoil. I don't want to see the the opening screen to the Lightkeeper like three days into the wipe. Yes, you know what yep. I mean. There's like a difference there. Um, you know, it'd be a I don't great solution. <laughs> so you could, I was gonna say, you know, be a great solution is BSG just put out patch notes with like details because then I wouldn't have any need to follow logical. You know, he really well, wouldn't even thing. have a, a. I mean, he would still have like a spot, I guess, but I just. <laughs> A lot, a lot less relevant spot. I feel like, yeah. And they have been doing that more recently, which maybe a is the more. idea. I don't know, but there's still hidden stuff, you know, um, information that's not delivered to the player base and and stuff. So I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see kind of how it goes from here. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. The one extra kind of like piece on top of this which is the next part of the puzzle, I suppose, was... Uh, where have I got it? It's up here. Yeah, and so Nikita posted... This is When did Logical make this statement? This was on... Actually, this was on the 26th. This was... This was actually kind of like whilst the drama was ongoing, I think. I was, so this was after Battle State's statement, but before Logical's statement. And Nikita posted literally six, six letters. EFT API. Mm-hmm. on twitter that was it that was all he said and everyone was like oh this is kind of cool and um logical actually messaged on that and said i'll be the first to sign up regardless if it's free or not count me in and nikita just posted you know <laughs> a-ok hand symbol <laughs> and that was like right in the middle of all of the stuff right so yeah i, I don't know that, that'll be interesting to see what they do with that i know that um i had saved down veritas's a uh, little post on it, which was like, what's an API and what would it mean for EFT? It would allow third-party apps to get information about the game directly from the BSG servers, maybe even allow things like collect insurance or stash management. In 2019, I shared some ideas with Nikita, hoping to help design the API. Um, so yeah, rather than having to like pull, because I think a lot of people pull information from like various databases that have been made and created in general. Like, yeah. I think even, even Veritas does does that i'm mean, not coming where it comes from maybe it's the wiki backend or something I'm, I'm not sure for like ballistics but there's various databases but none of them are like bsg official right but i think some of them do like the wiki ones i think that automatically updates because again it's like it's data mined right the game updates they run the scraper it pulls all the ballistics stuff out and updates the wiki and then lots of people use that back end to do other stuff or other tables somewhere else i don't know where but um, lots of people do that kind of data mining to get that information that's like sanctioned by bsgs being okay Right, they've come to terms with people having the ballistics information these days because, like, they couldn't not. And they also posted their own spreadsheet a couple of weeks ago, didn't they? So mm-hmm. they, they've kind of said, like, this is fine. This is completely fine, actually. It's, like, totally fine. The wiki uses a, a data mining technique to grab ballistics, and, and that's okay. But this would then mean, this would be other stuff. This would be the other things that people are kind of grabbing from the game, things like trader prices for stuff, resale values, maybe some of the underlying parameters for different items. Depends, depends on what is available to the API. They might not let, make everything available. It, that, that's the thing. It depends on yeah. whether it's only public-facing stuff or not. Because there's things like, um, 
you know, it's like blood damage modifiers for each piece of armor. Like that differs from armor to armor, but that's not publicly facing, for example. Um, so whether the API would have that or not remains to be seen. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I don't. I don't know. I think like Veritas is, is quite keen, even though he's you know really off on off Tarkov. He's like very keen because he's done a lot of API stuff in the past. So he, he's quite keen to like either help or be the guy, you know, to help them to figure out how to do it. Um, I think he even posted something. Oh yeah, he said that it was actually on the direct uh, thread itself. He said. I spent most of my professional career designing APIs, most notably ones designed to be consumed by third parties with a focus on testability, extensibility, backwards compatibility. Feel free to reach out if you want any feedback, testing, or brainstorming. So, who knows? We shall see. But this would be good, because this would be a new era of officiality for all of this stuff. Like, there's various websites out there. Tarkov.dev, Tarkov Tools, Tarkov Changes, Tarkov uh, Ballistics that do all sorts of different things kind of on their own or in tandem with some bits of stuff with BSG saying, yes, that's fine. And some people saying, no, that's not okay. And, or there's just been nothing said, which is more usually the case. Um, so I, yeah, I, I don't know. This would be good to have like an official source from BSG as to like what is actually available for these kind of like automated places. Cause like it's, it's, it's very useful, you know, like to have the crafting, uh, crafting guide stuff or, yeah, anything really. Like if you could grab insurance through, and I guess this is maybe connected to the app that they were going to build. I think, can't remember who was talking about that, but someone else was talking again recently about the mobile app that they were thinking about so that you could get insurance or manage your hideout or something on the move. I don't know. We'll have to see. But anyway, the drama is now over, it seems. They've made peace, Nikita slash BSG and Logical, at least for the yeah. time being. Um, I presume that he's going to be very quiet. For a bit, I don't know what well, he's he allowed to say. I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> he did post a an update with the event with the cultist event, but it was like, what did he say for that? Um, I have to find it, but it was like, oh, is this the one that just said like, here's the new quest? Yeah, it was like after the BSG made their announcement because sometimes he'll beat them to the punch, mm. and it also just like it was just the screenshot of the quest. Um, description yeah. and like what you would see in game like there wasn't any it's was, it was like hey this is the event that was kind of like there's a new event uh, mm-hmm. the task says do not harm scabs it's, <laughs> that's it and it's very a lot more watered down than what we typically get so yeah. I don't know if that's going to be a new I'm not sure what's what the future is going to look like going forward. Cause there is a lot of, um, as you kind of said a bit, you know, this fear of, am I going to get banned for sharing information? That's, you know, not, I guess, I guess the rule of thumb now, if it's on the wiki, it's okay. So yes, yeah, cite sure. something, cite the wiki. Although I, I can't help but find the, turn usage of illegal data mining in their official statement a bit funny like is that opposed to legal data mining like you're telling me that uh the wiki does not use any illegal tools so it it totally legal got all the ammo information got the boss spawn rates which i found really interesting i think Mm. i think that's a new thing um but notice the cultists during the event they were up to 100 percent 
and then now they're back down to like their normal like five and ten. I don't remember the boss spawn rates being on the wiki for the longest time. I thought that was yeah. interesting. I think that might have something to do with maybe the agreement that they've come to. Logical and BSG, because one of in, I can't find it now, but in one of Logical's like various bits and pieces of like back and forth and the drama, or whatever, you know, BSG were talking about like the wiki being like the prime place and that's where everything should be put. And he was just like, I'm one of the biggest contributors to the wiki. He's like, You see, there's like information all over the wiki. I've made like thousands of edits, and some of my edits don't get changed until I change them again, like years later. He's just like, My, you know, here's my user. It's all over the wiki. You look all over the place and my edits are there. Like he's a huge contributor to the wiki. So I wonder whether he was like, okay, well, if we're not allowed, because I think they might have specifically said about boss spawn rates in the statement. Um, I can't remember. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. It was, it was mentioned somewhere anyway. So maybe he was just like, yeah, I'll put it on the wiki then because like now it's official. <laughs> it means it can be updated there and everyone knows. It's... I'm not, I, I'm not sure if it really matters that much. Like, it's nice to know broadly th- what the spawn rate is, but I don't think it matters. Like, it doesn't spoil anything, per se. So I, I'm not really that fussed about boss spawn rates. I don't really mind. It's more yeah. about, like, locations, you know, <laughs> things like that. Um, I think it was something that we didn't talk about last time, which was they'd, like, changed Killer's spawn rate a bit, so he wasn't able to be in the basement anymore. I think it was like, one of the last things that Logical put out before mm-hmm. all of this kicked off. So things like that are more useful in some ways and i don't feel like my immersion is ruined knowing where these guys can spawn you know it's just is what it is like even the spawn rate chance i'm just like practically speaking i'm still gonna have to just run it a bunch of times to see these guys so yeah uh, yeah it's an interesting one we'll have to see yeah uh, what's uh, i don't know i i because I'm kind of curious how this went over for BSG. Because there was also like another thread where that what's his name, Jake Lucy guy on on Twitter. He's like a oh esports yeah. journalist type of thing. Um, he was he made a post like in between all this. I think prior to like Logical's apology, if you will. Mm. Um. Where he was like, tomorrow I got a really interesting story brewing with an interview in regards to Escape of Tarkov. And everyone's like, oh, snap. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, ultimately, I think Logical ended up canceling it because it was supposed to be of Logical. And I don't really remember the details as to why. Yeah, I think... I guess because they made amends outside BSG and... Logical, I'm not really too sure. Yeah, I I, I think so. Um, I think it was just he realized, I think before when he was still banned, he was just kind of going like full, full bore, like anti-BSG. You know, this is, this is crazy. Um, you know, what the deal is. But yeah, because it, yeah, it said like huge story developing against Battlestate for tomorrow in the Tarkov scene, getting the interview done tomorrow, then let's cook. <laughs> and he said, in- and then he said, interview has been cancelled um, a little bit later. And somebody wrote clickbait, and Logical actually replied and Great. said, it was not. I called off the interview. Mm-hmm. Kind, of, kind of interesting. And that was on the yeah, that was on the twenty fifth, I believe. Which so uh, the BSG statement was on the twenty third, and Logical's kind of apology thing was on the twenty sixth. Mm-hmm. So somewhere between that, they made up, they made friends again, and he was like, "Actually, no, I don't want to do this." 
you know, they, they fixed the situation. So. Yeah, I just, I just wonder if, you know, there was some, like, fear of, like, bad press that, you mm. know, kind of made BSG unban him. Because, like, let's, I mean, me personally, I think it's just inevitable they were going to, like, ban him. Like, they were going to find something to ban him for, if not just outright ban him. And it's like, they yeah. can do that. Like, it's, there's no, like, real accountability there. They can do whatever the hell they want, right? There's no exactly. recourse. Exactly. What are you going to do? Yeah. Take them to court and get them to reinstate your right. account? Like, no. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could try. <laughs> I don't think uh, yeah. I don't think you're going to win, but uh, nonetheless. Please judge um... by my level 56 <laughs> character. Who are you? What are you here for? <laughs> you don't understand. I'm like one level away from extreme, please. Yeah. <laughs> I had one item for Kappa. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that holds up. I don't think anyone will give a damn. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I just wonder how much bad uh, bad publicity was maybe playing into it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. You can only speculate. Been... Yeah, I'm not sure. So, one thing that was really interesting is kind of like a general follow-up to this whole event. and oh, <laughs> The dear. drama event? <laughs> Yeah, the, the drama <laughs> event. Best escape from Tarkov event so far. Yeah. Um, my, my Google Chrome is going crazy. I've got like all these tabs up and it's just like not enough memory to open this page. That's, why? 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 <laughs> it's literally a few tabs on Twitter. Very strange. Um, well, I'm going to have to go and find it again then, I guess. Oh, here it is. So yeah, so this whole drama started because of Logical asking for information about ETS, which... Did we talk about this? Oh, we, I mentioned it last time because someone asked in chat, didn't I, about ETS, like the, the early test service, the beta to the beta, the fact that, you know, you have people testing on that, but it's under NDA, so people can't stream it, they can't make videos about it, they can't do YouTube about it, which really puts off a lot of content creators from actually going and doing anything in it because they're busy anyway, like outside of gaming and and doing like you know whatever other content that you need to do like shorts mm -hmm. or youtube or long form or whatever it might be doesn't leave much time to be honest to go and test a game on your own solo and report bugs like it's not something most content creators are interested in doing and this whole thing kicked off because logical was trying to get information about ets but what was interesting then after this on the 27th we actually got an official tweet from escape from tarkov saying for the past few months, there has been an ongoing testing of upcoming updates on the early test server. Currently testing patch 13.1 functionality is available. We invite all participants to join the testing and leave feedback on the Discord server, as well as in a special feedback form in the launcher. We thank all players who are actively involved in the testing of upcoming updates. Your participation and feedback allows us to quickly fix bugs discovered during testing and speeds up the release of updates for all other players. Which I was amazed that they made that kind of statement. But I mean, it's, it's better than nothing. I'm glad they said something, but I think they've yeah, done this before. For ETS, maybe. Like said that the word. I mean, they may have not said in detail. Mm. Well, maybe I'm confused. What are you? What are you amazed about specifically? Yeah, just that they even said it. To be honest, but I think it's good because yeah, it's like it's almost like ETS is like it's one of those things that's almost never referred to. Yeah, you know, it's like if you're part of the Fight Club, you know. Can't talk about Fight Club. If you're part of ETS, can't talk about ETS. BSG doesn't talk about ETS. Every now and then someone's like, you can apply through the launcher. Don't tell anyone. Don't talk about it. If you're rejected, don't tell anybody. Like, no one, it's just like so under the radar the whole time. So I'm glad that they were just like, anyone who has it, go. Go and test it. You know, They probably looked at the number of people that are enrolled 
And they were like, yeah, well, they've got like 10% or 5% of the people who are actually using it to try and test the game. Like, come on, guys, let's go and go. If you've got access, go and give it a try and see what you feel, which is better. Um, I'm pretty sure it's only used like uh, seasonally. So like. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You know what I mean? It's not like, I don't, I don't believe ETS is constantly running and constantly testing stuff. Like, yeah, I, think I they don't open think it, it I think they open it like, like when they want to specifically test something. So I, I guess in that regard, they probably use their biggest megaphone that they got as their... Mm. Or Twitter, yeah. I assume. It is funny, just like, isn't this the whole purpose of early access? And so now we have early, early access before things go to early access. Early, like, there's a few early tweets like that. Access, yeah. And somebody did say, like, oh, can you live stream this? Are there any rules changes? Because it's now for everyone. And um, Apple, the, the uh, community manager, was just like, no, it is not over for everyone. And no, you cannot live stream it. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's funny, really. I just don't know why there's an NDA for it. I think it's counterproductive. I, as far as I'm aware, I don't think any like content has ever been tested on there. So it's just like, you know, technical stuff and like bug fixing as they, as they said in their update, it's like quickly fixing bugs during testing and things. So I don't know. Like, I just feel that they're cutting out a lot of the potential testers by making it this way. Like, I don't think any other game dev does it like this. Maybe I'm wrong, but maybe somebody does. But I think a lot of, People just have like you know that this kind of test version is open, um, you know it's like on the unstable well, like yeah. not released version. Well, you typically pay for a test version or you get it for free, right? Mm. Like early access. Yeah. Um, so I get. I mean, this is why I think they're they're like trying to use additional labor, like free labor in a sense. They probably do have some like internal testing. From like a third party studio, I would I would imagine I would hope so at least. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, they're just going to use like a large part of the community that, you know, is willing to give up their time and and test it, which I mean makes sense. And I and I suppose the NDA is there to protect them in some fashion or form. Um. Oh my God! I just saw this article. There's this new feature. I'm gonna buy this game. It's not in there. What? I don't know. I can't like I can't really think of a good scenario other than they don't want like maybe they just wanna avoid like bad press. So in case there's like something horribly broken or wrong or you know, whatever. I don't I don't I don't have no idea. I can't really think of a good reason. I'm sure BSG yeah. has a reason. I'm just some assuming it's there to protect them. BSG really like having their asses covered, you know. They're, yeah, they're, I guess so. Their TOS is extremely like open ended. Like, holy shit, do not. <laughs> yeah, it's probably it's there pretty... just to stop, you know. Oh, look at this on ETS on the you know top thread on Reddit. Like, oh, common BSGL hook W. You know, just to prevent that. I suppose. That's that's my best 
guess. Yeah. So fair enough, but I still disagree. I think that the upside outweighs the downside on it, but I'm not them. They're doing it the way they want to do it. That's right. fine. I mean, so much stuff comes this to is... the main branch that's completely busted, you know? So yeah. it's like, does it work? I don't know. Like, something's well, not working. I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. The... When we rumors as it that the ETS because I think the ETS came up prior to twelve twelve, and someone told me you know rumor that the inertia system before it was like came out twelve twelve was like ten times worse than what we got in twelve twelve. So can you imagine if that was like on the front page. You think of, this is bad? You should have seen it on EDS, you know, that well, kind like, of thing. This is the thing, right? Imagine the, the thread comes out on on uh, Reddit. It's like, oh my god, they wanted, this is inertia? This is what they want to do? The game's gonna die! Like, you know, everyone's, like, having a nuclear meltdown. Mm. But, you know, I, I yeah. don't know. I, I That's that's the only logical thing I think of, is they just want to kind of save face, maybe, or protect them. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I still disagree, but yeah, it's interesting that they've basically said to go and test. So if anybody does have ETS, go and test the stuff. Just try things randomly and uh, send the, the feedback to VSG Direct using the usual channel. You just file a, a normal bug report the way that you would for the main branch of the game, I believe. There is a Discord for it too, for talking like more <gasps> in detail about some stuff. But I'm going to report um, you to the ETS police. You talked about it. <laughs> This is SWAT teams coming you know, <laughs> down on the ropes. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, so we will see. And now some people have been reading into that being like, oh, if the test got ETS, it must be close. Like, wipe soon, wipes on the 1st of July. Yeah, PVP. Lots of people really like the PVP thing. The uh, 1st of July, like, 701 price on the PVP ammo that we talked about last time. Loads of people came into chat and were just like, dude, I love that. I love that. I love um, it, too. Yeah, I hope it's... That concept that's super funny. It would be that would be what is that tomorrow? What tomorrow? Are we in? Yeah, that would be tomorrow, which is like yeah. obviously not going to happen. I mean, um, Giga, never give up hope, never, never stop huffing hope. copium, dude. Copium, copium, double dose. For those first of July enjoyers out there, that's like full on. That's like industrial grade copium. <laughs> you know, that's like unfit, unfit for human consumption levels. <laughs> yeah. So the other piece of. Tarkov E news that we had was yesterday. We had uh, last night with there was some more streets uh, pictures that have been released. There's one which looks like a security control room or something, um, and then there's a the actual like terror group headquarters building, which is kind of cool. And then the there's like a kitchen. I think it looks like maybe it's in Pinewood Hotel because there's a, a pine the Pinewood Hotel front dining hall section now i can't remember i haven't gone and cross-referenced the whole of this thing because there's a sort of lobby on pinewood i'm not sure if this is an extension there or if this is somewhere else because pinewood is kind of complete if you know what i mean and surrounded by other things so i don't know exactly where that would be like maybe it's an extension to pinewood itself because i know like when you go in from if you think of where Klimov Street is, you know, the, the bit where the snipers are and you have to shoot the green tracer thing up. Right. Not tracer, but, but flare. flare. If, you go, if you go in the hotel through that little entrance off the side street there, you can either go, there's a reception desk and you can either go upstairs. Right. 
Well, you can go down a set of stairs there. And down there, it's actually like closed. So there's two doors, but you can't get in. So I wonder whether that's they're extending it underneath there or something. Um, it could be something else there. Like I just I can't really fit where that Pinewood Hotel bit is in, in the map. But apparently some people have been speculating that that's maybe linked to the Terra Group building in some sense because there's quite a lot of like Terra Group. Uh, I think there's uh, what, what would you even call them? Kind of those. Uh, Fabric frames with the Terra Group logo on and stuff around Pinewood. Um, but it's, like, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily really near where the expansion's going to be. Uh, the expansion's over the road, like, like from Pinewood, over the road, through post office, all the way to the side, and on that side, I think. But maybe we'll be surprised. Maybe there'll be another bit across Limov Street or something. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but I think, like, I know Nice Guy was speculating about the very first screenshot, which is the security room one. I don't know. I haven't actually zoomed into it all the way myself. Uh, I don't know whether it says Terra Group. Or anything, you can't really read the screens, not in enough detail. Um, there was some speculation there's a door on the far right side that could be one of the entrances into labs, maybe hmm. from the Terra Group building, perhaps something along those lines. I'm not really sure. I mean, it's 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 all speculation right now. There's like a few places that the Terra Group's labs could be because you know, we know the parking garages have got that kind of like sloping, uh automatic gate style opening entrances so it could be kind of anywhere like that on streets we're not really sure but this looks like very sort of terror group security roomy and now that we've got this terror group building it says terror group above it and mm-hmm. in the front as well it's kind of uh, got this sort of banner down on the street level we're just gonna have to see what that ends up being could be kind of cool but yeah i don't know it was only four pictures this time like sometimes they post loads but this time it was only only four uh, yeah, they keep teasing this the expansion, but I mean we're not expecting to get that until patch fourteen, according to the roadmap. Which, yeah, um, yeah, nice guy's video. He was like, "Oh yeah, you know maybe they you know they've been teasing this stuff and like maybe it's close and you know they've been working on some of this stuff like the army hit boxes. So you know maybe maybe we get thirteen one and then we get a quick you know a quick wipe into full patch fourteen. I really don't think so personally. I think like even with that, even if they're working on some of this stuff for a while, I just think there's too much." To not be like the Christmas patch at least, but yeah, don't know. Read into that what you will. <laughs> Basically, I just hope my uh, by the time the new Street Sweeper comes out, they got performance improved or and or my uh, uh, fifty eight hundred X three Ds on sale for like two fifty. I'll buy it then. It's it's been going on sale, but I'm still like, it could go a little lower. Yeah, holding out. <laughs> yeah. Well, now the seven thousand series are out, and you're like, yeah, you know. Ah, uh, just it doesn't really make sense because I think I think from what I saw, the fifty eight hundred X three D versus like the seventy eight hundred, whatever the newest one yeah. is, it's like pretty much the same. Like a slight differences in certain games, but nothing like that massive which i thought was pretty interesting if i recall and but there might be some like more variant differences depending on you know how the ram is utilized because the freaking ddr5 or whatever it is but uh yeah it's just so it's just like so much more expensive yeah, you have to buy like a new marginal improvement yeah 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 which is like the great thing about this uh platform I mean, I've I've had this platform for so long now. I can't even think about it. And I've almost I think I've been through like I think I skipped the first gen. Anyways, going on um 
hardware rants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll see. But I mean, that, that is what we're supposed to get with thirteen point one, and um, I hope that it does all end up working out and that it's all looking good and that kind of stuff. Because yeah, we're supposed to get a noticeable increase in FPS. Like the, I think the culling system is going to make a big difference once we're not rendering all sorts of stuff all over the map and you're inside a building and it culls the other locations. Nikita teased that in the last Tarkov TV anyway and showed yeah. their kind of AI generated, well, it's not necessarily even AI, but just computer generated culling based on where you're stood. Like it calculates, okay, what should you see? What can't, you know, what shouldn't you be able to see? And we'll cull based on that. So we'll see. I mean, there's almost certainly going to be some glitches with it when it comes through. They'll have to tweak. Like if you're doing certain things, I and mean, if you're standing on a table and you go prone and then you lean and you're leaning through a window and then it's, you know, you can see through half the map and stuff. I'm sure that will be, <laughs> things like that will need to be tweaked for sure. But it should be good, you know, optimizing RAM consumption and the rendering system, notable increase in FPS on online raids with the culling and, and improved hit reg and, and like a desync and more players and bots. Yeah, I'm I'm hopeful that we'll be able to just get better performance out of what we have already. Like, it's just mm-hmm. so weird, you know. It's like right now, my PC, because it's under a lot of strain doing all the all the streams at once, and I get this like weird error sometimes. I actually turned my textures down to low uh, as well the other day just to see if it would help. And it does actually seem to help a bit. But what's weird is that I'm playing Streets and Lighthouse, and it's like struggling and scraping along. And then I play any other map, and it just flies. Yeah. That's the weird thing. It's like I almost want like textures and graphic settings based on the map that I'm playing. You know, I can play yeah. customs, words, shoreline, all these other maps. I can play them with quite high settings and be streaming all on one computer and it's all completely fine, never any problems. But Lighthouse and Streets, because of the V I think it's the VRAM thing, it's just kind of problematic. You need to like turn everything to low, you have MIP streaming on maximum, it's like <laughs> and then it's like then there's no glitches. But yeah, I'm I'm hopeful. I'm looking forward to when all of this th- stuff comes through properly, we can retest it all, and hopefully it'll be much, much better. Surely it won't be worse. Surely. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that, like, Taki stuff, I think that's that's kind of it, really. Um, you know, I've been going back and forth between doing a few different bits and pieces. Uh, on the last stream on Thursday, I was checking out the Check 15 building again because... It's just somewhere that I've never really been. Like, I still need to do a bit more on streets. I did a load on there at one point because I had a 18 survive weekly at one stage. So I played a ton. But I ended up playing a lot around Pinewood, around Lexos, Concordia. And the, the sort of factory area, I'm not as sure about. And I kind of stayed away because I needed to survive. So I che- kind of stayed away from Check 15 because it's like such a PvP hotspot because the Check 15 room is, or it used to be crazy. Apparently, it's not that good anymore. It's like still five mil for a key. But it's been nerfed a couple of times. So it's not that great. You can still go in and do like iron, the iron gate or whatever. But like you don't really need the keys. You can just wander through the building, loot everything and leave. And you still have a full backpack of like 15 to 20k plus slot items. And it was, it's pretty nuts. But like I hardly met anybody. I went to check 15 three times, I think. And the very final time, there were two guys just like waiting outside who killed me. And they were like, seemed to be the only other PMCs on the map. I didn't hear any other shots. So they, you know, it's, it's pretty empty streets right now. So if you want to learn some streets, and that seems to be the time. And I definitely wanted to improve on it a little bit before the next wipe. That's kind of like what I'm doing now is just going to areas of um, areas that make me uncomfortable and doing things that I'm not so happy about and like learning those areas now. So I feel pretty happy with it. Like Check 15 is actually a lot easier than I thought it was. Um, I've been through it a few times and I was like, oh, let's just you know, solidify the knowledge. 
and it turned out that basically I knew the whole building anyway. <laughs> really, there was just like a few little things to tie up here and there that I needed to remember. And other than that, it was pretty good. So we like moved on to doing other things. I was just looking because I I gotta be honest, I don't I don't think I've ever used that key. <laughs> yeah, I've never used it. I've never actually used it myself because I never had it, and I never bothered paying because it was like super expensive at one point. It was like fifteen k or sorry, fifteen mil or something stupid. I can't remember. Um, but it was supposed to have like COFDM radios in it and stuff. So it was like quest okay. items as well as being good loot, which I think is why people liked it. But you can find them in other places too. It's not just in the room. They're all over the place. But yeah. And the rest of it is just like, you know, going off to try to uh, try and kill bloodhounds and things because those quests are still active and they're quite fun to fight against. I got absolutely grilled by them over by village. We were like, oh yeah, this ball by village too. And I was like, oh, let's go and see. So like toddle over in the middle of the open, just get... Just like M6 dude from like three different angles and just laser beam does like, okay, that was the wrong approach about them, right? Um, I think, like, yeah, you have to kill 30 and now it doesn't reset, but I think I'm only at 10 or something still because it just it takes forever to find them. It's like a slow burn now rather than, you know, hit it every raid and try to get 30 without dying, which basically nobody could do. So, yeah, we just have to see how it goes. You know, if the wipe goes for another month, it's going to be pretty dry honestly at this point unless the events really start stacking up like the cult event was finished and there's nothing to replace it so far and then when well maybe there'll be something this weekend i mean i'm as i said in the video that i posted i'm still expecting chronicles of rigi at some point because yeah. i don't think we're finished with that so yeah it could be another couple of weeks and um then who knows right end of july early august kind of up in the air so yeah, next couple of weeks is going to be a bit a uh, bit dry, I think. Like a lot of people will continue to be playing other stuff, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm fine. Take, I mean, take as much time as you need, but also don't take as much time. As you need. But the, you know, seriously, yeah. like I've I've like what waited four months, maybe. You know, I can I can wait another two, three. Yeah, um, I'd rather it be. And, you know, not a hot mess. Like the last patch really like put a bad taste in my mouth for yeah, Tarko as a whole. So I would much rather it be, you know, polished or even if there's not any new content, it would be nice to sort of re experience streets in a, you know, somewhat optimal setting. Yeah. So. I agree. And we want it to be good. We want it to be done right. Like, at least this time, like, the audio is done for all the maps now. You know, they did that progressively through the wipe. It took them, like, three freaking months to finish the audio through. It's, like, halfway through the wipe before everything was even fixed. Like, the invisible players at the start was terrible. You know, they just need to make 13.1 as watertight as they can for this next patch. Um, And then we'll see. So, I I just hope it's, yeah, take as much time as they need, and I hope that it is looking nice and is nice and shiny. Gonna have like new unity to deal with, so that's probably gonna have its own problems. Yeah, like it's. I mean, in fairness, it's probably not gonna be all that great, considering that. Um, yeah. Like I don't know. I mean, I can I can kind of understand the audio stuff because you're like, you're putting in a completely new system, and then there's like subsystems associated with that, and it's not like, you know, it's a it's a live, a live service, uh, early access game. So it's kind of like. I can kind of understand that, but uh, yeah, I don't know the streets. The streets thing really. I I guess it's because it was such a like a. This is the pinnacle, you know, the Pope meme. It's like streets of Tarkov, and it's was was not uh, 
I didn't think it kind of lived up to all the hype, but yeah, it's just yeah, it's just because of all the the issues on top of each other and the fact that they were like, oh, you know, it's going to be no worse than the other maps when it releases, and it was like <laughs> that may be true for some people that it yeah. works for. Like yeah. for me, I upgraded specifically to the X3D because I knew Streets was going to be a mess, and it was like. It's no worse than like Lighthouse, let's say, which is the worst performing of all the other maps. But it causes other issues for people. Like some people can't play. Like it puts extra stress because like there's more VRAM required than other maps. It's like there's a lot of other things that make it actually worse, even though they said it wasn't going to be. And then that on top of the invisible players and all of the networking stuff, plus the audio being super screwed right at the start. Like it's just, it was too much. There's and then lot, obviously yeah. the cheating thing. Like this wipe has just been, it's just been a mess. This wipe's just been a mess. So. It'd be nice to start afresh, even if we have some technical issues with Unity. If I remember correctly, I don't think it was that bad last time, the upgrade. Like, there were some bugs at the beginning, but I think they got fixed fairly quickly. Because it's a, it's a transition, really, right? They, they know what they want to do. They're just ironing out anything that doesn't work on the new Unity version, just so that it's the same as it was. It's not like they're doing anything brand new. They're just, like, fixing anything that breaks while they move over. So hopefully it'll be better, and then we can start from that base and then fix the stuff for 13.1 any of the other desync things. I've just, I hope that it doesn't just come out. There's still a load of problems. FPS is still low on streets, but now it's like things are flickering in and out as well. You know, the desync is still bad, but in different ways. I just hope it's not like that. I really do. What we can do is hope. Like, we don't know what they're actually up to. Like, I'm not an expert. I wouldn't even know if they told me, to be honest, how they're doing it. So we just got to hope and try it and wait and see, you know. Yup. Yup, yup, yup. So in the meanwhile, we have two kind of, well, I guess two interesting things. One, the mass exodus of Tarkov players over onto Battlebit. And two, the mass exodus of players out of the cycle. <laughs> Which is a very, very sad day. Mass, that's kind of generous. Giga, come on. <laughs> mass sorry. Yeah, that, was all, that was a love love. I'm sorry. Yeah. All three players of the cycle have now got nothing to play. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know, that's mean that's mean but it's a sad day the cycle is shutting down for good they announced this yesterday or was it the day before e- one or the other yeah it was recent anyway and yeah it's sad i mean they announced no wipes um and then i guess the game died i did like when did that happen you could you were playing the cycle recently like way more recently than me yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, you're pretty much right. They they did the new season. With that season, they said, we're going to, you know, do no wipes. We think this is the right move. They gave some, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, as you said, they just recently announced that they're closing shop, which I don't know. I mean, I have some opinions on it all, but it's just, it's, it is sad to see it go. And I feel before the people that worked on it and, you know, they were really trying to do something. Um, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, like, to me, it's actually kind of surprising because they seem to be really confident in, in their stance on, like, doing a no wipes thing. Mm. Um, so I kind of, I was kind of surprised, but I'm, I'm guessing that there was just not enough return on the project as a whole. Because that's how they made all their money was through microtransactions. And interestingly enough, they were not cheap microtransactions. I mean, I bought one for, uh, it's all, it's, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's all cosmetic. 
there is like well yeah yeah exactly there is i think there is technically a starter pack you can buy which is effectively like eod and there's some there was some controversy over that because they said they weren't going to do any like in-game advantages it's gonna be only cosmetics and then the game launches and then they have like these like bonus packages you can buy and sort of like well actually <laughs> mm. i don't know that was a, a, that definitely rubbed a lot of people the wrong way how uh, did that function exactly because i know like there's a premium currency aurum was that what you used to pay for and then use that to buy other stuff or like how did that work um you could buy like dlc with straight cash but you could also buy their premium currency okay. you could also get it passively through the hideout in very small mm-hmm. amounts but you you could do it like that um it's very it's i mean i hate to say but it's kind of like very mobile gamey uh um yeah well, uh, monetization yeah monetization yeah thank you Hmm. Where's the? How do I buy something? <laughs> I went. To... Oh, maybe they took. Oh, they probably took off all their. Yeah, I think they probably took it off at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's quite interesting. Like you look back at the history, and it's funny. You know, my only takeaway really from the whole thing was just. You know, you can start off with so much hype and have a bunch of people playing it and blah blah blah. But you know, you need to have something there to continue that people want to continue playing it for whatever reason. Like it needs to have a, a compelling gameplay loop of some description, which like Tarkov for better or worse does maybe artificially because it extends the amount of time that it re- is required to actually get to the end game content by such a long time because of the quests and stuff. But you know, whatever it is, it, it seems to work and there's enough depth. Like the number of systems in EFT is just insane. But um, you know, Tarkov started off with like, 50k 40k 25k people when it was all hyping up and then it had you know 10,000 players concurrent which is like fine for a long time but then after that like into the end of the year kind of went like four two two and a half that kind of thing they've launched their new season it went up to like eight or nine and then like quickly dropped off again to you know three two thousand people uh concurrent which i just i guess is just like not enough um and yeah and you look at like the last month or something and it's like you know the game peaks at two and a half k that's true. Excuse me. Peaks at two and a half K and drops down to about one and a half thousand on the off peak times. And um obviously clearly since they made the announcement, right, there's like a lot of people have stopped playing. It's yeah. You know, people are still playing like the two thousand peak and one thousand off, but you know, it's coming coming down at this point. I mean it's it's sad, to be honest. And I think that they had some interesting ideas when it especially when it came to persistent open servers and stuff and like the, the speed of getting in and out of raids that was pretty good but maybe it's partly something about the universe as well um people don't necessarily feel as attached to like sci-fi guns like the modding system was pretty rudimentary the leveling up of equipment system was kind of interesting the way they had to do it but again it felt a bit like you know fortnite slash apex slash you know standard like white white green purple blue whatever order it was of rarity mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily feel um, I think that's the one thing I talk about. Like, you know, you feel like your loadout really is. You know, you're like, oh, this is like the my loadout. You know, I've like made it. It's made up of so many different elements. It's like what gun, what ammo, what mag, what attachments, then what you know, what helmet, what armor, what rig. Right. Like how much space do you want? The bag you have. What's in your secure container? Like how much of each thing you're going to take? You know, face covers, like earphones. It's like so, so much. 
So each it's person also, is kind of a unique individual. There's also like a little bit of sense of pride too, like with the even with like the clothing options, because you don't buy those, you have to like they're like achievements, you know, like oh I mm. got enough rubles, reach level forty three, I now have the blue jeans. Look how cool I am. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of the thing we've talked about before. People will grind for, you know, the cool clothing in game, even though it doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's just like you only normally see it when but someone's, it's, someone's killed you. It's not it's not for your satisfaction. It's well, it is, but you want other people to to see it. <laughs> that way, you can get satisfaction. I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm I'm being a little facetious, of course, but yeah, uh, it's kind of true, though. Kind of true. Yeah, it can. But yeah, be I true. mean, like the cycle never really. It just didn't capture my attention enough. Um, and I know you came back to it, but then stopped. Like, how long were you playing it again when you came back in a decent book? Did you did you play because season two dropped? Was that why you came back to remind me? Um, I mean. I kind of just played because it was, yeah, I mean, the season was happening, you know, I really wasn't playing anything else. One of my buddies was, you know, wanting me to, like, he's a big Psycho fan, he wanted me to get into it. It's like, okay, you know, it seems like a good thing to try. They were, you know, doing some new stuff. I guess it's technically season three. Is that okay. what you're asking about? You're asking about season two? Because I think I yeah, might I have played a few other... Maybe I, maybe I played a little bit of launch, like, when they launched, but it just wasn't, it didn't really click, but... Mm. Um, I mean, the season three was kind of interesting because they had the a new boss that was like the Howler. It was like a a giant moth-like creature to fly around. It had like sonar. You had to like avoid detection, and if it found you, it like chased you down. You had to... It was actually pretty cool. Um, it was pretty cool. But uh, that is cool. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I played it for like what two months, maybe. Yeah, then, like all right. A, made it to to like the later quest but by that time i just no actually that's not right because what oh yeah i probably played it for like a month and a half maybe less than a half because the mm -hmm. first month they lock their in-game map out i'm pretty sure they are silent okay. and that's where like you can do the the really cool stuff where you take rare loot in and you mix it with your gear and it crafts oh, like ultra thing. legendary with like random rolls, like you know, faster reloading or mm. some so pretty I mean it's pretty cool ideas, but it just it uh it just it never really A, I hated the map because <laughs> it's like suit hyper claustrophobic and um I mean, it's dark. See, like, you gotta, like, constantly play the flashlight metagame. It's like, do I have that flashlight off? Then they can't see me, but also can't see where I'm going. It's just... Yeah. I don't know. And, and the... The thing that probably rubbed me the, the worst about the game is the... Like, the progression didn't feel good. Like, you progressed up, and, like, everything became, like, significantly more expensive, but, like, your power level kind of like varied depending on if you're fighting other players if you're doing pvp it really wasn't all that great like you're yeah you're paying like 10 times more for like a one percent increase in yeah you know, power like it really was that crazy um and and kind of the meta that formed was people were running around with like 
white or like green armor and then there's these new new in quotation marks there's there's this new idea where they take the like starter gear and it's called like mark two like you have like the starter smg but then there's a mark two variant which is green tier and like it can't be modded as much of like the damage and ammo and, and converter mods but it's like has like better stats base stats and right. i guess because of the math how it worked out it was like pretty like almost like top five dps weapons for whatever reason right and you could only find those in raid which was interesting but like you could also get them on like your scav they didn't call it scav but you got like free loadouts like so mm. the meta pretty much revolved around like using the lowest tier gear or like this like slightly or not slightly better but like um pretty substantial thing but like no one really wanted to run armor and stuff because then like it was like super expensive to like make or craft and then you had to repair it if you did survive and like as I said, yeah. you're only you're paying like ten times more for like one percent. Like, congrats, you stopped one extra bullet from this guy's tier one gun. Like, it just <laughs> felt really bad for PvP. PVE felt pretty good because um, you would like it. Kind of made like I don't know if it economically made sense, but like you would use you could use a thousand rounds of like the cheapest ammo. Or you could use 10 rounds of the most expensive ammo. I'm not at the like actually do the math and see how it adds up, but it yeah. felt it felt okay, right? Like I'm And it's way faster. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, okay, you know, I'm paying a lot more, but this is like way faster. So it kinda helps with like not being there, you know, 30 minutes trying to kill a boss or, you know, a monster for a quest. So like it, it make it kind of made sense, right? So on that merits alone it just made pvp feel kind of bad in general because mm. then like if if the meta is everyone's using crap gear then it doesn't really make the the pvp that rewarding because it's like occasion like occasionally you would find and this is the other thing is like the people that were using the good gear they were like just you know either like cheating or gods at the game you know and it's it's just, I don't know, it's, I liked certain aspects of it, but for me, that was, like, just a big turnoff, is the, because even then, when you kill them and you go to loot them, you can't really take out their gear, like, you could take out their gun and your secondary, right, but, like, their helmet yeah. and armor, even if it was really good stuff, it was, like, too heavy to take, you know, kind of had the same, like, Tarkov problem, in a sense, mm. But you could ditch yours and wear theirs, but like if theirs is broken, then that's gonna feel really bad. And then you have to factor in, well, I have to repair it, and that's gonna be really expensive to repair. So like a lot of times it just ended up being better to take, you know, whatever loose items they had. It's just I don't know. It was I mean, a lot of these problems do sound similar to Tarkov, but I feel like it was just <laughs> exasperated in that sense. Um Yeah, it's kinda of like some of the same issues, but then like really amped up. Um, yeah and and the thing i think the general thing for me was this is like super watered down tarkov and i don't know if there's anything really new here 
to really experience. Like the quests are just as vanilla and boring as Tarkov. Um, mm. you know, kill this guy with this gun from this this distance, plant this thing here, get this quest. Like you know, I mean it's not like some like revelational revolutional storytelling or something. Um yeah, yeah. it's pretty basic, like very very simple stuff. And gameplay wise, I mean you know, still the same the same thing, you know, you loot shit, shoot shit, extract, you know. I mean the mm-hmm. one the one thing that was really cool was the whole as you mentioned, the uh uh what the like live raids, you know, that part. That part I really liked, but it it's kinda hard to say what really did the cycle in because a lot of people were saying Um the cheating was a big problem. And I mean it was, apparently. I don't think I was playing when it was, but they, they, you know, I think they did a really fantastic job of cleaning up the cheating when I played, um, in the latest yeah. season, because I remember getting cheated a couple times, but, um, we got our stuff back through the insurance system they had, and I was like, I mean, it's it sucks, but at least it it could be a lot worse, you know what I mean? Like I got my stuff back, yeah. so we kind of feel okay about that. Um, yeah, it's funny because I remember like the original thing was like, oh, there's a bunch of cheaters, and then right. they cracked down on it really hard and like basically fixed the problem. And I don't know whether that was also just because the player base was a lot lower as well. So it's like, well, cheaters are thinking, oh, what's the point? We'll just I'll play EFT instead. There's a little more money to be made. And uh, but then they had like new season or whatever, and then there was a resurgence because that was the thing. Like that was the narrative for a while about the cycle. It's like, oh, the cycle right. have fixed the cheating problem. You know, they fixed it. And it's like, well, that's because they just don't have enough players. Like maybe that's the reason, but. It, it seemed to have come back with a vengeance. Like I've only, I mean, this is purely anecdotal and just from reading what I've seen around on the internet, lots of people talking about, you know, cheaters coming back and there being a really big problem in the end and them not ending up being able to deal with this and blah, blah. Like even though they had this, yeah, return system that we don't have in EFT, it's like one of the other really good things to come from the game, I think, that other devs could take and, and use, which is nice. But there seem to be, whenever any of these games get above a certain player threshold then it's just like the cheaters come back in force and it's a very hard problem to solve yeah yeah i mean i i mean my personal i can only speak from my personal experience i only feel like i got cheated on 100 percent like a handful of times and i would say like 80 to 90 percent time i got all my stuff back mm. so and, and again you know that's like the ones i'm like okay these guys are definitely cheating you know so I, I I can't really. I feel like I have a different experience, but that my my thing is I really don't think this is the interesting thing too is because you take you take a game like Valorant where they essentially marketed their whole marketing strategy had a lot to do with like cheating. Yeah, there's some other stuff of course, but um, the anti cheating and I think that paid off really well for them because you know they executed pretty well on it i would say and um whereas the cycle they really did they had to like retroactively do that you know what i mean like if i wonder how that would look if they did you know if things panned out differently for them but i just i don't really put a lot of weight into cheating like maybe this is just maybe i'm being too controversial here but i I just feel like gameplay outweighs cheating because you're gonna i mean there's certain i guess it's probably like degrees of that but uh, if your game's not fun i'm not gonna play it regardless and 
probably not going to cheat in it regardless. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So like it, it, it kind of like supersedes that the game needs to be fun for there to be cheating. I would imagine. Mm. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm dead wrong about that. But I I I'd rather play a fun game of cheaters than play a boring game of cheaters. That's just me though. Because I feel like oh, you just yes. you're you're gonna cheating's just like a fact of life, unfortunately. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's I guess that's what it came down to with the cycle for me was just the quest seemed kind of uninspired. Like I didn't feel I don't know because even in Tarkov, I know we complain about the quest, but that's mainly because we've done them a billion times, and they're kind of like you know go on the wiki pixel hunt type quests. But you know, some of the ones that you do early on that stick in your mind, things like. Delivery from the past, you know, you, you get that really early. You have to go to customs, use the, get the door, get the package, go to factory, plant the thing, and then extract or whatever. Like that comes really early in the quest progression, and it's like nerve wracking as hell. You know, it's like it's, it's pretty good quest design delivery from the past. Whereas, like, I found the cycle ones just like go and get these five materials, go and kill these five of these this critter, yeah. and, blah, blah, blah. and they were all all kind of like that. It was just not that interesting, and yeah, I don't know. It was. I just didn't feel compelled necessarily to to play and uh, and to keep going with it. Really, it's just like, oh yeah, you can get the better guns, but again, they're not they're not that much better. Whereas in Tarkov, you know, it's got there's that thing of you know you start playing the game, you're like, how would I ever afford a you know a thick items case? How do these items even exist in the game? And that was a bit more so when the flea market was in full force because you could see them listed up there at like. 20 million rubles or something you'd be like how in god's name has anybody got 20 million rubles in this game like this is crazy and it's there was that like that level of awe of like being stood at the foot of the mountain looking up just like <laughs> good lord this mountain is tall you know but i'm gonna climb to the top i swear and whereas i just didn't get that same feeling with the cycle kind of i don't know like i sort of could see the progression that you needed to go through like oh, i'll kill this thing and get this yeah. stuff and then build this thing with the crafting and it's like eh, i don't know it just didn't quite capture my attention yeah i i I kind of feel the same i think it was very like it's like i've seen all this before but this is like the most watered down version of what i've already seen you know what i mean it's like it's like the baby food like previously i was like chewing on steak and now you're trying to give me like grounded up mushed liquefied (laughs) steak it's like i mean this tastes really familiar and like yeah it's still steak but there's not as much to chew on as there was previously. I think for me, that's really the thing is like the game's just kind of like super simple when you have like Tarkov around, you know? I think um, so, yeah. I mean, there was some of the frustrating like, stuff as well, but I don't, I don't really play Tarkov for the quest, you know? No. I mean, I do them, but as it ends to a means, you know, it's, it's really everything like surrounding. Mm-hmm. that the gameplay the healing system etc 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 so when you kind of strip all that down and make it really basic and I, I i really think that's in my opinion they played it too safe like they kind of just like let's you know maybe maybe they thought it was gonna be just the extraction genre was enough to carry. I'm not sure, but uh... yeah, I don't know. I mean, there were some things that were really good about it, like, but even about the feel, because a lot of people have said you know, they didn't really like the sci-fi thing, and that's fair enough. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, the weapons, it is hard to make people buy into the, the non-real guns because people kind of know what to expect from real weaponry. Whereas in sci-fi, it's just like, oh, you know, this one does that and this one does this. Right. You just have to kind of like relearn it. It's like it may as well be magic spells. You know, it doesn't really, you don't really have any kind of um, understanding of what those things actually do or whatever. You just have to kind of use them. So it all feels a bit arbitrary. It could really be anything. But um, I did enjoy the way that you'd be going around the map. You'd see people just like potting in, just like... Yeah, like coming in, and you'd know broadly where somebody had, had landed. I did find the extraction mechanism quite annoying. I wish there'd been a few different ways of extracting. Um, maybe some with like a really long time, but like a slightly lower risk or whatever. Because like extract camping feels pretty bad in Tarkov, but it doesn't happen that much. Whereas I felt that I got killed at extract a lot when I played the cycle, just because everybody sees the big thing coming in. It's just and if you're playing on your own. And then you have a team of three who just like runs in at the last minute and just like murders you in the extract. It was like really irritating. I found that I don't know whether that got better because I didn't play after the first sort of bit, but I, I found that really annoying. Yeah, I mean, if what if it wasn't a team of three? It was just one person. You still feel the it, same? It felt a bit better because at least you had a fighting chance, you know. Right. You're like, okay, well, I can maybe fight them off. Or like most of the time against one, you could normally like duck around the the craft. Right, and like right. block their line of sight and then you just like make it out just by the skin of your teeth so you're like yeah. oh it's just it just about made it out but with three so they're just like looking in there's not enough cover and it's just like you move one side the guy shoots you you move the other side and the guy shoots you they just sit there behind their rocks and they don't even have to move one yeah. of them can see you and you just inevitably die and i was like man this is just like this is rubbish And there's no other way to get out other than just be like hello i'm leaving the map here i'm leaving it's yeah. over here yeah. right here you know here i am i'm full of loot boys you know it's like the only way to do it i was like ah like, I wish there was some other way. Because, like, there's usually ways on Tarkov to do that, too, right? You can, like, sneak out or use a different exit or, you know. I just, there's, there's, there's other ways. You know, you can wait until the coast is clear and go. Like, extracting in Tarkov is silent. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, it was just different. And it's well, it's like, interesting because it's a different type of tension. Like, when you're extracting in Tarkov, you're, like, in fear that someone's camping the extract. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas yeah. this is, like, okay, I'm extracting. Now I'm in fear that someone's coming towards me. which. I yeah. I personally quite like. I mean, the scenario you played played out, yeah, that really sucks. And I guess the way they addressed that is they did group based matchmaking. If you're solo, you're mm. in solos. If you're in duos, yeah, which made duos. it a bit better. Yeah, yeah. But it just always seemed to me of just like, why double down on one of the like worst things in the genre? You know, that's that's how it always felt to me. I was just like, this this like scenario is really annoying. Like, it's probably the worst thing. It's an inevitable outcome of the design. What's, but what's... the cycle's just like, let's just double down on that bit and make it really, really freaking annoying. <laughs> That's how I felt about it at the time. But like, with, maybe with the matchmaking thing, it maybe made it a bit better. I don't know. But what do you mean? Um, what's the what's well, the it's worst like a, it's part? It's like a Tarkov. Like, it doesn't happen that often, right? Like, you get to extract and somebody just one taps you because they're like hidden in a bush. Like that happens mm. sometimes, but it doesn't happen that often. In the cycle when I played it, it was just like every other extract. You're like fending off other people or you like had to call it in and then just like sit there and you're like a team of three rolls in and you're like well i guess i just have to leave this one you know it's just like i, I found it was just it was a constant thing rather than just being like this overarching level of tension that occasionally happens it was just like this is now a core gameplay mechanic being extract camped i was like and it's not even extract camped it's just there's but... someone nearby and they block your extract it's like dude like how has this become a core gameplay mechanic i hate this like i i personally really didn't like it <laughs> That's it, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm completely opposite because I I hate the feeling of playing 40 minutes of the raid and then I died to a guy that also was playing 40 minutes of raid, but he did nothing and just sat there and waited for me. You know what I mean? Like at least he wasted his time, you know. Sure, but like it, my time was also wasted. 
That's what prevents people from doing it, though, because it takes so long. It's such a big waste of time. Whereas, like yeah. in the cycle, it's actually almost like a an outcome of the constant raid because you're in raid for forty minutes, but that dude's only been in there for five. He doesn't have anything. Well, yeah. that squad's just spawned in, and they're just like, "Oh, we could just go and like extra camp this guy because we've got nothing to lose. He's got everything to lose." Well, they're not camping though. They're they're, like, but they're not camping. No, they're not. They're not even camping. They're just like that's extra what I'm sniping. Like, that's why I like yeah. it because you're playing the defensive. Like you're defending your extract to get out, whereas yeah. like in Tarkov, you have to like clear every fucking corner known to mankind. <laughs> it's so annoying, dude. I hate, I hate, I hate that so much. I personally like it. I'm in the opposite camp. That's fair. That's fine. And it's yeah, it's a personal thing too. I think in, in Tarkov because it just happens so infrequently. It's I pretty don't rare. Mind but it because it's when like it happens, I get so when it happens, dude. it absolutely sucks. But because it happens infrequently, it like it adds that tension all the time. Like you're, yeah. every time you're on your way to extract, you're just like, "Is this the one? Is this the one where I'm going to get M61 to the back of the neck?" You know, and, <laughs> um, but then it doesn't happen very often, so you're just like, "Ooh, I'm out." Whereas yeah, in the cycle, it was like much more active. But yeah, it is each their own, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's another reason why I like it too. Is because you, I mean, this isn't like absolutely true but you sort of like once you call on the ax- extract then it's like the tension increases mm. like on on your command so to speak you know what i mean yeah i mean it does for sure whereas like in Tarkov, like you're going towards the extra like you're always tense throughout the entire raid uh i mean there's there's you know a, a little bit of truth there and a little bit of not truth there but yeah this person can't but anyway it's kind of a shame to see something like that go, you know? I'm yeah. I'm sure there's another couple of I games just... like this that are in the sort of 1,000, 2,000. Because I was looking at Marauders the other day. I think they have even less player count than the cycle. Hmm, really? And I'm just like, I'm just like, hmm, how do you keep a game going? You know? Yeah, I mean, I don't... Marauders? I just, I'll I, look now, I'm kind but... of disliking that there's not a lot of innovation in the extraction genre right now i mean it's a very new yeah areas like a new space so you know that might be uh might be to be expected but um i mean do you know how many people play marauders right now on steam i don't know i'm curious 270 oof it's like it's just yeah i don't know man the game's got less people than the cycle like if you look back even at the history like yeah it was a big load of hype 3,000 was pretty good. 5k on a big hype bit. Like now it's just 24 hour peak is like 700. Like, how'd you keep a game going like that? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of these games that are just going to disappear. You know? Yeah. I mean, Marauders is an interesting one because it has that space combat aspect to it. Mm. Um, but it's kind of a. It's like a uh, divergence. You know what I mean? It's like, um, it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna play the new, we're gonna release the newest Call of Duty, but this time, guys, it's <laughs> in the multiplayer. First, you have to play battleships with giant sea aircrafts. Then you could get down into the combat and fight each other. You know what I mean? It's like it's kind of yeah. a, it's like, oh yeah, this is an extraction game, but also there's a space section you got to participate in first, and that's definitely gonna like. Attract and detract players. I I kind of like it, but the game the game for me in general is still like too early access. You know what I mean? Well, like, Marauders. Yeah, it's like the is looting. it technically released or is it still early access? I actually I don't know. Let's check the Steam page. 
um, because that will it should tell you how do you how do you even do that from the Steam database? I'm not sure to be honest. I did it earlier. Oh, here we go. Store. Um. Oh, of course it's on my Steam library, so it's not going to tell me. <laughs> mm. I don't think it's released. I start. I don't know. I haven't kept up with it, but I I'd be surprised. If it is released, they're they're still updating it. That's for sure. Oh, they got an update coming July fourth. How about that? Let's see roadmap. Nineteen. Uh, early access. Okay. Hmm. This is a weird graphic. Pretty sure we're still in early access. Pretty sure. What if these games are just gonna die? You know, the access even. I don't know. It doesn't seem like enough people. Yeah, well, see, this is the thing about this monetization model is, like, you... I mean, there's... Like, the the thing with um the cycle is, like, it has to have players coming and going. Mm. Specifically coming. <laughs> because you... Uh, people can just try your game and not spend a dime on it and leave. So you take they you know you got to have some type of like revenue being generated. Whereas like I could buy the Marauders, play it, and then not ever pick it up. You know, play it for like two hours and never pick it up again. Yeah, but it's fine. Um, early access is probably like twenty or thirty bucks. I don't even remember. Yeah, I'm not even sure. I don't. I don't actually have it. Seeing uh, thirty twenty twenty four sale going right now. Okay, in my region yeah, because- though. Oh yeah, it's like twenty pounds. Yeah, as well. So okay, so yeah, it's not like it's it's cheap. Yeah, it's, it's indie game level kind of thing. Not yeah, big blockbuster, but fair enough. Yeah, man, I don't know. There's um, there's actually another one that somebody mentioned to me the other day, which was called We the People. There's like so many of these things that are in I think process. I've heard of that? This guy is. There was like the first dev. Devlog that they did of it the other day on the so it's 13 days ago on YouTube so I don't know when that was no, that would have been Saturday the 17th of June I think so it's like two weeks ago that they put it through it looks basically like a, it looks like Tarkov Stalker the Cycle together <laughs> sounds about right <laughs> so they seem to have wait like, why the cycle because they have server they have like open servers people cycling in and out I like that so there's like very slow load, load, very low load times, which is kind of neat. Develop a um, small indie company. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds very <real> sketch, <laughs> but it's very, very early stage, and it seems kind of cool. Like it's an extract shooter, hardcore tactical FPS, whatever. Um, is there a gameplay? Somebody, there was a gameplay demo, but I don't think it's open anymore. I tried to play uh, it. I don't oh, think okay, you there's can something to now. play. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it actually does look like. Okay, yeah, this looks like gameplay. Because I was just curious if, because I was watching a few trailers and I was like, wait a minute, this looks like only cinematics. Is this a scam? No, there was, there is like there is a decent amount of stuff on the dev blog. They got like the ballistic system stuff and a few other things, but. Yeah, I mean, who really knows? I mean, they're talking about, there's a lot of chatter about like the ballistic system and ballistics coefficients and 
different shapes of bullets and blah 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 and i'm like mm. watch like watching through the trailer because i did watch it it's like 28 minutes long or something and i watched it through and i was just kind of like i hope you guys aren't spending all your time looking at that because like at the end of the day like we know from tarkov that yeah you could you can put in some complexity there that's that's cool but at the end of the day like no one cares and that's not gonna that's not gonna make you a game that people want to play like it doesn't like there's a certain amount like yeah you want to have like bullet penetration through different types of materials that's cool you want to have different calibers have like different bullet stretches whatever but they were like the dude who is talking about the ballistic system they like brought in the guy who's looking at it in particular and he's talking about like you know the non-constant nature of like air density and stuff and i'm just like <laughs> don't put that in the game like there's no like that's just uh, freaking no like even bsg doesn't do that what's the point it, like, it, it doesn't do anything it, could it just makes the game more inconsistent unless you've got some way to measure it or whatever and like adjust for it or the game adjusts for it automatically or so you've got some kind of range finder that does it automatically i don't know like it's just it's just stupid like you just you make the game more well... complex it's like it's the tarkov syndrome right of like adding complexity that looks cool but ends up making the game more inconsistent and just frustrating to play you know it's like we have you know armor rolls fragmentation and like collateral damage on it or like you know bullets penetrating through limbs and hitting other limbs like it sounds cool but when you add all the systems together it just makes fights more random it's like sometimes you kill someone in three shots and sometimes it's six shots or whatever right it's just like that's not necessarily good and if you want it to be like that you could make it way simpler and have it also just be like that rather than it you know, I don't like, let, let's put it this way. I don't well, need to is... make a three dimensional Unreal Engine simulation of a dice and fucking roll it, right? I could just do a random you, one to six. You don't, unless like... <laughs> you're marketing to dice aficionados, right? And that's the Maybe. question is with, because I think that with some of these like ultra realistic gun games, it's like they might be marketing to a specific audience that really likes this stuff you know i mean yeah but it's like it's a small portion of the player base you know like oh i don't know man it just like it starts it frustrates me a little bit like i, I was quite frustrated listening to it you underestimate like, the u.s giga k Kota clap we love our guns brother there's a there's a limit <laughs> there's a limit as far as yeah. i'm concerned anyway other than other than that i was like this looks kind of cool there's zombies in it um so it's like go out and kill like certain numbers of zombies, zombies. And things, I think. Yeah, so it's a zombies it's a zombie mm. survival game. That's like That's the where genre. the daisy the, part comes in. So it's kinda like yeah, it's like day it's like it's like the daisy setting, a Tarkov like game with the cycle server mechanics, it seems do to you, be do you, sorry, I'm gonna be asking questions now. Do you like build a base or do you like have a menu you escape to? There's a hideout. There is no actual menu. So that was one of the things that they were talking about. There's no in-game menu at all. Is the hideout like a separate like the hideout is like, It's in like a safe zone okay. kind of area. Huh. And the traders are there. So you speak to Ooh. everybody like face-to-face. Like there's no, there's no like main menu gameplay, which is like basically a straight dig at the EFT. Um, yeah. There's actually something <laughs> really funny. Like I don't, I don't know whether you've got the video up to like to hand i don't know if you're looking through that or anything uh maybe but um which one the first there's, one there's the we other people devlog uh i'm because i'm looking at it on youtube and i'm just like flicking back and forth but like anybody who's looking at it anyway it's, it's called introduction we are the people devlog number one um by we are the people and at timestamp 13 minutes and 17 seconds there's a screenshot which is or it's like a, you know, a bit of them using the inventory system and it's actually pretty funny. It's got like the heartbeat thing with like 440 HP, 
all of the limbs from EFT, and they're all identical to the EFT health pools. They've got the, um, what, the radiation symbol. It's like like 13 minutes and 18 seconds. Oh, 13. It's, okay. like the, it's like the same the same bar. It's got the <laughs> yeah. same temperature thing that's not in use. It's got the right. same radiation oh thing that's God. not in use. It's, like, it's, a, like, it's, a, it's a clone Ugh. of the Tarkov like, menu system, which oh, I was like, no, that's pretty funny. Um, I, I don't know. I wasn't sure I felt about that. I mean, he's probably a placeholder, but I was like, well, yeah. you know what? They're taking their inspiration. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, real. Real That's close okay. to the source material. I yeah. mean, but sometimes, funny enough, things like this happen. Like, even PUBG is, like, um, I'm pretty sure it's, like, heavily inspired elements from uh, H1Z1. Um, I think mm. Oh, I never played that, actually. Or maybe I'm thinking of something else. But anyways, it's it's not too uncommon to see this, this type of stuff, but uh, it is still funny nonetheless. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of uh, Road to Vostok because of the yeah. way that they're doing it. Although, but Road to Vostok is like purely single player. Yeah, I mean, I think this one looks a lower quality in general. Probably, yeah. But I mean, they're also going to run into the same problem with cheating too. You know, if they yeah. are making a multiplayer, they're going to have to deal with that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they've thought about it. But I mean, they've got like on there, they've got like technical demo one, Steam. Fest or whatever, first multiplayer map under NDA, map one, technical demo two, closed uh, closed testing, and then they're like, oh, there's an arena mode as well. You, are... you can go and just like shoot Sorry. people before, you know, that's on the early access Steam release. Sorry, I won the so, ballistics yeah. slide and you aren't kidding. Dude, I know. <laughs> like it actually, it annoyed me a bit because I was like, yeah. you don't need to go that crazy. It's really not necessary to go that crazy. Like it's it's fine it's to some extent, but oh, but no, just man. no. The, the dude was like ranting on about material failure at one point <laughs> and stuff, and I was just like, yeah. Okay, oh my god! Maybe. Shut the freak up. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And um, it's just kind of like they're like, oh yeah, you know, doing this many calculations obviously is you know there's a lot of stuff to solve, so we have like a you. Know, distributed like thread pools to like do all the ballistics calculations and i'm just like you've made your life like really hard for no reason here like the detail that you've required i don't know man yeah yeah there's um there's another game too i saw do you know how i saw it was from vsg's tweet <laughs> someone was at their game <laughs> it's <one> a... was. <laughs> what what did you say I saw it via VSG's tweet. They, um, one of their tweets, I can't remember what it was, but you know, maybe it was like, I think it was in the apology tweet <laughs> or not mm-hmm. the apology tweet when they were laying out their, their ground rules. Um, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. It would be in my wish list because I just added it, you know, I want to keep in, in, in touch with, uh, all these weight. They added. It's not here. Wait, was it we the people actually? No way. Now I gotta pull up. Anyways, let me talk about a different game. Uh, have you heard of Ark Raiders? Oh, I've heard the name. I don't know anything about it. Well, it's made by the same people that are making the finals. Mm. The... What studio is that? This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. 
In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Uh, Embark, because they're they're the old Bad Company 2 devs or something like this anyways. But it's another extraction shooter, PVEVP, third person, which, eh, I'm not a big fan Mm, of third persons. No. But it's in space, Giga. Different planets. Oh, great. Planetary exploration, looting, you know. Well, that game's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Is it, though? Apparently everyone hates space. I don't know. Well, this is... Dude, I I stick to my guns, man. Like, this is... Well, people love... What's that one game that Todd Howard is making? Um, The space game everyone's freaking out about. The Fallout... Fallout, Bethesda, Bethesda. Starfield, is it? Starfield, yeah, yeah. People love that. It's in space. That's different. It's not an extraction shooter. The extraction shooter <laughs> exactly. is exactly. I feel like extraction a shooter like is tied to Tarkov. Is tied to guns. Okay, they tell you, man. They like get these heckin' space guns out of here. Where's my good old American M16 AR45 caliber pistol brace or whatever? <laughs> uh, the bit, yeah. the the frick. I mean, right now the extraction. Audience is probably primarily the Tarkov audience, right? So yeah, everyone's much. gonna hold that to like its scandal or mm-hmm. you know comparison. Yeah. That's why I'm really stoked for Bungie's game. However, <laughs> the marathon. Yeah. However, I saw this video where they. Oh man, I can't remember. I tweeted about it. Let me see if I can find the the details because it's not like the death of Bungie but it was like just their shitty business practices on Destiny like how they've like kind of like abandoned it quote unquote Um, but it has me worried about (laughs) the marathon because dude like the like in Destiny the their like monetization system is crazy like you gotta buy the game and then like if you want to do all these like other Activities you gotta buy like these DLCs and like you in total it's like four hundred five hundred dollars or something to get like wow. every everything in the game you know what I mean it's like it'd be like if BSG sold like maps or something you mm-hmm. know or like these new contests but they have like this it's it looks like a hot hot mess and um has me a little bit worried about how they're gonna monetize Destiny Two has become a microtransaction hell that's that's what it was called by uh. Pull up the the guy who made it. Um, as Tech Cross, as a as I'm butchering the name, but yeah, it was pretty bad. The whole like, it's very like gotcha games where it's like, mm. oh yeah, you need a uh, you need this currency, but then you also need to find this rare thing, but you can like roll for it with this other currency and to get that you have to like upgrade this which you can do with the currency that you also need and then once you do that then you can finally have a chance to get the legendary drop off the roll so mm. it's just like 
I don't know. I because I I played a little bit of Destiny, but I didn't like didn't really give it a fair shot. Um, I don't think it was Destiny Two. I can't remember, but it just was. It just really wasn't my type of game. I could tell from the get go. But uh, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm really hopeful that uh, Marathon would be something cool. But I'm also now very worried after seeing that. So I really, I really like the art style of the, of the game, and kind of a fan of the whole sci-fi stuff, cyberpunky stuff. But yeah, we'll have to see. If it's more cyberpunky, maybe it'll work. Um, well, we'll see. We'll just have to see. The yeah, interesting the, thing. Uh... Sorry, mm. I was just gonna, I was gonna say, Lupo yeah. apparently he, I can't remember where, but he was like kind of commenting back when the marathon stuff first broke. He was like. Wow, guys, no one expected this. Bungie to make a sci-fi extraction shooter like Tarkov? Who would have ever expected this? Like, you're saying it very ironic. Mm-hmm. And I infer that Lupo, because I think he's, like, kind of a Destiny 2 player, was at some point, and he's worked with Bungie and things like this. I think he's, you know, hinted at them, like, hey, you guys should do uh, extraction shooters, and that might be something to weigh in on. Yeah, we'll have to see. There's a bunch of stuff. I'm yeah. I'm still I'm still looking forward to some more Road to Vostok stuff. I should actually go play it a little bit more, like the where they're up to in the tests and things. Because like as a single player thing, it'd be kind of cool. But um, yeah, like like a not extraction shooter, but you know, I I have been playing some Battle Bit this last week. It is it is good. I did play one session on the stream, and uh, it was it was fun. We we're playing like the big maps. But I have a friend who very much into the battlefield games or was in the past anyway he was mm. very very good at battlefield 2 back in the day um and we also we all used to play like bad company together which was my favorite one bad company 2 and uh, so we've been playing like the last couple of nights and it's really good honestly it's good like it's really fun um you just get over it with the graphics like pretty quick once you're playing because you're just immersed in the gameplay and it's just like they've lifted bf2 in many ways, and uh, a bunch of stuff from Bad Company, and a few things from Squad, and they've just combined it all together and just gone like, yeah, to hell with the graphics, and we'll just make the gameplay amazing. And like the game seems to work pretty flawlessly. Like even the 127 versus 127 players, like the game runs at like max frames at all times. It's just there's no glitches, nothing goes wrong. Like it's just it's it's fantastic. And there's settings for everything. You know all the different scope sliders and stuff for different. Uh, Sensitivities or whatever, oh like you had back God, in PUBG, what a and revolutionary idea in the year 2023. Holy shit! I know, I know. And you get like you get mad points for being a medic, so there's people who are incentivized to, and, and for like doing capture objectives, so people who are incentivized to actually like mm, play, the, play game, the game, yeah, <laughs> as opposed to just shoot at each other. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's like you know people are resing each other, but like the VoIP is really funny because no one takes it that serious. Because um, I did actually hear Jesse talking about this a little bit on I think on the podcast where he was talking about you know he's played Squad before and there's people just like sweaty people shouting at each other like kind of mill simming and sort of soldier how dare you challenge my authority which i had that experience a bit as well um Mm. when when i played a a little bit it's just like people just shouting at you for doing the wrong stuff whereas like battle bit it's just craziness and everyone's just there it's just just vibe really and it's just hilarious and you don't need like i think maybe just the way that it works and the maps are small enough and whatever it's like what kind of obvious way you need to go and people sort of work together and team up but just like in little bits but there's just some like it just feels cool to unlock the stuff like this yeah there's a, a modding system for each gun so you unlock the guns there's basically two things in the game that you progress through you've got 
the level that you are, which just you just slowly go up, and as you go up levels, you unlock new weapons. Hmm. And when you use the weapons, based on the number of kills that you get, you then unlock new attachments. So you can fully mod out a weapon. Like most of the time, they just come with irons to start with. And then as you get more kills, you can get like different scopes. You've got tacticals on it, like flashlights, lasers, that kind of stuff. And a lot of it's like, it's like Tarkov light modding. So, you know, the, the one that I'm running at the moment, because I'm only level 30, so I'm like mid 30. So I don't have access to like tons of guns. But I've moved up to the AK-15, which is basically like the AKM equivalent, like slower fire rate, but does more damage. And I'm currently running some version of like the, you know, the hammer with a delta point on the top with like a laser on the side and an extended mag. And then you've got like suppressors and things and like different, different foregrips change your reload speed and stuff. There's like, a, there's lots That's of different cool. things that it affects. So like I'm running the one now that actually gives you slightly quicker reload because I didn't realize until I looked through and it was like three second reload, but you can shave off like 0.3 if you use the angled like RK1 because a lot of the attachments are just like from Tarkov as well so it's like it's kind of like it's hilarious like se5 is there like cqr grip like rk1 yeah, it's all real it's stuff from reality actually from reality <laughs> yeah um but yeah you can like do what you want with the guns and there's like different metrics based and you have like you can change that i think most of the time for the loadouts themselves there is a bit of like armor and helmet stuff but mostly it's like you have like the max protection in, in most cases it's like you have the max protection by default but you can actually like take the helmet off so you die more easily but you, you move a bit faster those are kind of some of the options that you have. Like, huh. I haven't played around too much with that, but... That's pretty cool. But that's pretty fun. Um, and one thing that's hilarious is because Tarkov, there's so... I guess there's a lot less people playing the normal right now because it's end of wipe and it's like been a funny wipe and we're expecting stuff and there's not that many events. I keep bumping into people. Like, I've never been recognized this many times <laughs> as on Battlebit. And because it's like active VoIP and people are using VoIP all the time because you need to like shout out for medics and stuff, people are just like... Oh, hey, Kiki Reef, is that the real you? And it's like, yeah, it is. They're just like, what do you think of the game? I'm like, yeah, it's good. It's like, I love your videos, man. Right, see you later. And they just like run off into the distance. It's like, cool. it's happened about like four times so far, which is like really funny because it tells you who's resigue. And I play Medic a lot. So I'm like, resigue people. Your... Just... Are you like advertising yourself? Like, do you have your name as Giga Beef in the game? Yeah, yeah. I'm just Giga Beef in the game. Yeah. So people are just like, oh, hey. And I'm just so like, just oh, hey, how's it going? And... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like they're being res by me and they're just like, oh, hello. <laughs> which is actually really funny. So that's happened like a couple of times. Entertaining. Um, and, and then people are just like messing around. There was like, when you die, you can still VoIP locally when you're dead. Because you can give up and right. then respawn, but you can like VoIP locally while you're dead on the floor. And this one guy was just like barking <laughs> on the <laughs> ground. Like we killed him and then all of our team was over there. So there's no way he was getting resurrected. And he was just like barking on the ground. So I, dra so I started dragging him because you can drag enemies to stop them being resed. Um, so oh, I like started cool. dragging him and I was like throwing my mouse side to side and I was like <laughs> like like another dog like and he was like no get him off he's crazy it was like it was just it was just oh, jokes it was, honestly it was just funny I'm, I'm having a blast with it actually it's it's good fun yeah um, it sounds like good fun I think I probably prefer 32 versus 32 than the huge maps it's a bit more tactical there's like a bit more space like the, the massive maps it's just like a huge meat grinder it's yeah. like two waves of assault infantry just dying constantly in waves and then two huge banks of snipers behind just picking people off and it's very difficult to kind of do anything whereas on like the 32 versus 32 maps even though the maps are smaller there's like generally i find there's more holes or pockets where that are just empty on the map so you can kind of like scuttle through and be a bit more sneaky and play a bit more tarkov like in that way and like use your tarkov skills a bit more rather than just it's like some situations you get yourself into where it's like you run in you kill one guy you reload and someone else runs in and kills you and then they reload and then your teammate runs in and kills them and then they reload and someone else runs in and kills them and it's just like everyone's just on a one 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 ratio like permanently 
because it's just you don't have enough bullets to kill more than like two people basically within one magazine and as soon as you reload you die because the reload time is really long um but it's good yeah it's good and they're like actively updating it they're changing some of the shaders at the moment because like the game's very basic right you've seen how yeah. basic the gameplay is they're actually changing some of the shaders so that when you're looking like right now there's really like no depth of shadow or anything so you're looking down a stairwell and all of the surface like any surface is just like the color that surface right. is and that's it. And it's actually slightly confusing because you actually miss a lot of information uh, yeah, about like, that. the directionality of stuff. And they're, right. they're putting in some like graduate. I mean, this is hilarious, isn't it? They're like major update. We're putting in like graduated shading on the, <laughs> you know, on that's the polygons idea, or whatever. Because then it makes it at a glance slightly easier right. to see like where like a piece of terrain is. Like you could be stood where the building starts and a, ends. Well, yeah, you could be stood straight onto a staircase and like mistake it for like a piece of walling with just yeah. lines up it, right? Because yeah. it's like it's unless you once you as soon as you turn, it's then obvious. But like sometimes at a glance, right. stuff's like slightly confusing because it's just like no info. <laughs> so they're changing that a bit to give things a bit more depth, so you just intuitively understand them a bit more. But it's like it's fun. I'm in, I'm enjoying it. It's good. The gameplay feels pretty pretty cool. Like there's only one thing that I don't like so far about it, which okay, is that the game. It seems to be designed this is i mean this is a pretty niche and specific problem the game seems to be designed around uh hold ads which is not my preference mm. when you've got ads t- on toggle and you're in ads it's basically like locked in it's like uncancelable and i find that really really problematic or at least i did i've got used to it a bit now but i find it really annoying because in well, target you your ads like if you sprint it on ads if you I met see. it on ads right it's like in this if you, because I was saying like, what's going on, guys? Like, this is crazy. I was like pressing reload and like nothing was happening. I was just like stuck. Mm. And then I had to un ADS and then reload or un ADS and then pull the med out. Like if, I've, if I'm in ADS, I'm just like trapped in ADS until I manually un ADS, which I, I wish that they would bring in some cancel or at least an option, you know, lock ADS or not lock ADS. Because I just, I hate being trapped in there. I want to cancel it with another key. Like I don't want to have to un ADS if... and then run. It's just annoying. I wonder if you have the hold option, if it's still the same. The hold is way uh, is way better. Like it's not the same because because as, as soon as you let go, you could just do the other thing. Um, right. Because you're like, like you're letting go like manually anyway. Do you know what I mean? So it doesn't feel the same. It yeah. feels more intuitive. But then I find myself like because I've played toggle ADS for all of eternity. I've never played hold ADS ever. So yeah. I changed it, and then I was just like, "Well, now I'm screwing up because I'm not used to hold ADS." Like, and yeah, I could get used to it, but like, and then and there's a couple of other keybinds that would be nice. So you have more complicated than they are right now. It's like if you have two scopes, for example, so you've got like a 4X and a, a red dot on top. The way there's a key bind for changing the um, uh, there's a key bind for changing like which reticle you're looking through. Right. Like in EFT, but it can't be like a multi combo button. It has to just be one. So mine's on mouse wheel. But if I'm like if I've just got my gun out and I use mouse wheel, it changes you to your other like to something else like a med kit. Your ADS and you do mouse wheel, it changes the scope. So that's kind of annoying because in Tarkov it's like always the same. And I try to keep my keys as close oh. to Tarkov as I can, or like not even just close to Tarkov. I just try to keep all my keys the same right. across as many games as I can. But I can't use my change reticle key in this game because it won't change the reticle if you're not ADS. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's just different. The, the mechanic is different. So right, because then, well, in this game, you ha- the only way to change your reticle is when you're ADS. I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So and and they, and even then, you can't have like I can't remember what I use. I think I use control right click or something in Tarkov. I can't remember. Um, 
so something so muscle memory but it's a compound key but i can't you can't set a compound key by right right so it just it also just has to be something different to what i have in eft which is like uh, i wish that there was a bit more flexibility in the control scheme um but otherwise i mean outside of that like they're, they're pretty niggling gripes to be honest with you like i've got used to the whole ads thing now um someone mentioned in chat like 99 sure i can reload whilst ads and that it does seem to be the case sometimes. I don't know whether you have to level the gun up a bit to do it, or whether there's something else to it. I'm not really sure. Because it has seemed to be working recently. So maybe it's just vanilla guns, or maybe they changed it. I don't know. Hmm. I'll, have to, I'll have to test. But that was definitely a thing for a while, like getting stuck in ADS and not being able to pull meds out and stuff. But Otherwise, the game's great. I'm honestly enjoying it a lot. Like, it's good fun. There's vehicles and stuff, and, you know, sniping's good. Everything feels clean and... Whatever, like there's some sim- there's a nice element to the simplicity in many ways, just because you can just you can focus on the gameplay too. You're not like faffing about too much with like other stuff. You're just like the zeroing system is great. The guns are like nice and accurate. Feels very satisfying to get you know a headshot with the sniper. Like it's pretty cool. There's a there's a place for Baltis versus DMRs and things because they one shot people in the head versus DMRs that mm, probably don't if you got a helmet on. You can still hit people in the face, I think, but it's good. It's well balanced, I think, as far as I've seen too, between like, the different types of guns. What's yeah. the destruction like? I've seen a little bit of it, but like, is, is everything fully destructible? Is it certain stuff? How much? Yeah, it's certain stuff. It's not everything, but it's most walls are destructible. Usually, there's, there's usually a building will have some kind of like superstructure, and like you know, the equivalent of sort of steel girders or whatever, like framing it. And then all the walls will be destructible. Not you can tell usually you can't, because like, it's like bring down the building. You can if you blow enough of oh, it up. Yeah, so you can, and the whole building goes and just like sinks into the floor, which is kind of cool. But I think it's only certain ones that you can do that to. Okay, the rest of them, um, if there's like usually it's a brick type texture, and you could blow that up with C4 rockets, whatever, um, which is kind of cool. And there's also a sledgehammer and a pickaxe. And what you could do with this, so the sledgehammer like breaks like open big sections of the wall without right. using an explosive. But the pickaxe just breaks off like a couple of blocks at a time. So what you can do oh. is you can be inside one of these things and break a few blocks and then like snipe out of a little hole that you've That's made. That's pretty cool. Which is actually really neat. So the destructibility is really fun. I've been enjoying it. It's quite dynamic. And you can like breach into, you know, so there's a whole bunch of enemy guys up on the top floor of a building and there's only one way in. You can like breach in through the back using a C4 and then like take them by surprise and stuff. Like it's, it's really neat. I like it a lot. I've been seeing a, a meta arise that's been plaguing that community where people take drones and then oh, no. throw C4s on to stick onto the drones and then fly the yeah. drones in and then blow up the C4. Mm-hmm. I also saw someone on top of a drone being flown by the drone. So they can fit one player on there. It's pretty funny yeah, stuff. Yeah, you must be able to. Yeah, I mean, you can hear them coming in, so sure. it's kind of like the skill of the pilot as well. I, I tried it once just to see kind of how it worked, um, because they're like they're really noisy, they're like <laughs> as they're coming in. Um, I tried to put like five bits of C four on, and then because it was so heavy, it wouldn't fly anymore. Really. Oh, it, it was has... like it was... oh, that's <laughs> apparently cool. yeah, it, it was like the it was like it would cool. hardly move. I didn't test it with one, so maybe my drone just sucked. I'm not sure, <laughs> but um, I tried it with all five, and it didn't really seem to do what other people were doing with it. Um, Maybe it's just that cumbersome, but you know, I'd not used it, so I wasn't wasn't certain about it. So I tried it once, but you have to be in like you're in like drone mode, and then you have to like aim it to the people, and as it's flying in, you have to like come out of the drone, switch to the C4, and then blow it up. So you don't even get to see when it's landing unless you pair up. 
I guess if you paired up and you right. put C4 on paired, someone else's yeah. drone, then they could be like three, two, one, go, and then you could do it that way. But I was doing it by myself. Um, but yeah, it is quite it is quite annoying, especially when you're holding a particular point, and then you could just hear this thing, this drone. Like we were on this one with uh, a ship that's kind of like a really big container ship that's like beached. And um, we were like up on top of the container bit somewhere, like slowly pushing through. And you just hear this <laughs> coming in, but it's like lower than the container level, so you can't see it. And then it just goes, just like hops up on top and <laughs> just kills like eight people simultaneously. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but uh, you can res people super easily as a medic. So there's lots of resing that happens. So if you can somehow like run away, because I ran away, I was just like, oh my God. So it's like I just ran back and then ran back in and was just like resing tons and tons and tons of people. Um, and it feels yeah, it feels dynamic. It feels good. I, I'm enjoying it. It's good fun. Cool. That reminds me of uh, <laughs> Battlefield Two back in the day. We used to take there was like a covert ops class or something, mm. and you would have like C4. What we do is we'd take the jets and throw the C4 on the jet, and then fly in. You would do your normal combat, but like when you're going down or you wanted to bomb something, you would just kamikaze jump out, parachute, detonate the C4. Oh, that was a good time. <laughs> Yeah, there were some crazy things from the old Battlefield days, for sure. Yep. Yeah. I'm not sure if there are any jets in this. I've only seen helicopters. Um, yeah, I was I quite sad know. because on, on stream, I managed to, you know, the, the RPG is just like dumb fire straight line. And I managed to hit a heli with the RPG in the air. And it was just like, whatever, and just flew off. And I was like, oh, come on, man. Like, that's a, that's a hard shot to hit, you know? <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel very rewarded by that, but... Um, yeah, two, I, I would imagine. Maybe, maybe something like that. I'm not sure. But you can shoot the people out of vehicles and stuff. So, kind yeah, of, kind of cool. Because I played a, um, the majority of like 32 player. There's mm. much, there's far fewer vehicles on those game modes. So uh, I've not okay. seen yeah, that makes sense. As much of that, which I kind of prefer. I prefer the sort of the bad company two level of vehicles. It's like there's maybe like, you know, one or two like ifvs on either side and maybe one chopper you know that kind of thing and they're, they're quite glass cannony so they're relatively easy to take down but they're quite powerful if used in cover and stuff that's kind of how i prefer it like I've, I've, i'm not really a big like i'm running around and then the mbt turns up and just one shots you with the cannon i'm like I'm not, I'm not as fussed about that kind of gameplay personally it's just personal preference but uh you can get both depending on what you want you can play engineer and stuff there's you know rpg rockets and Heat, you know, heat rounds versus frag rounds and anti-vehicle mines and all sorts of stuff. I haven't tried the repair tool. The repair tool is actually a, a legacy favorite of mine hmm. because back in Bad Company 2, you used to be able to use the repair tool on enemy vehicles and also on enemies themselves. And I had like a whole series of stuff. This is before I did any content stuff. This is ages and ages ago. Oh, but I actually you... might still have recordings of like, running around with the repair tool and repair tooling people in the head from point blank. Like I ended up getting quite good at like sneaking up on people and you could just like dismantle vehicles from point blank. So I just like run in and like two or two of us would like run in with the repair tool, just like freaking dismantle the Humvee. <laughs> the people are still inside. Just like oh, blow it up. And, like, cool. It was so funny in bad company. It was absolutely hilarious. Yeah. And you used to be able to kill people by headshotting them with the repair tool. Like, it, would, it would just drain the HP. The HP would just go like this and you do more on the head and it'd be this like horrible like <laughs> like a, like a drill against bare metal kind of sound when you drilled and so people would be like Ugh. sniping or whatever and then it's suddenly just like <laughs> on the side of their head and they die to the repair tool it was like the ultimate griefing thing it was so funny i had such good times with it so That's it's great. in this game and i need to test whether you can actually use it or not and i know you can use the the hammer to smash walls you can use that to kill people because it's got a kill counter on it yeah um same with the pickaxe so 
I need to have a go with that. But I just don't think you'd ever get a chance on the huge maps. You need to be able to sneak up on people. You can't be in just the the great war of attrition that happens on these 250 uh, four-player ones. It's just too much. Yeah, it's good though. Yeah, I might uh, I might end up giving it a try here at the weekend. My buddy's coming back in town. He was pretty hyped to play it, so I might do it. Yeah, especially always helps. Especially too wild. It's like popular. Yeah, I mean, talking about you know Steam charts or whatever. I wonder what that's looking like now because I was actually just going up and up and up at one point. Maybe it's leveling out. It's yeah. So. It... Uh, what was this? Is this the peak or yeah, the all-time peak of eighty-six thousand? It's starting to come off a bit, like eighty, eighty, yeah. hundred seventy-one, sixty-four. But it's still very but healthy. It's still very, very healthy. I mean, it's only the first couple of, like, it's only the first month. It's been out since the fifteenth of June, so yeah, two weeks. So I mean, it's too early to say. What would be interesting is if, you know, um, because you know, as you say a lot of people. When Tarkov are playing it, I wonder how much, but if like Tarkov updates or you know, some other game comes out, how many people depart or whatnot. It's mm. kind of interesting, but when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I'm just not sure if there's anything else out there like this that really, you know, yeah, there's squad, but like people are like, people, like people have people don't really like the way Battlefield's gone. People yeah. are not really looking at like that. I've only seen bad things about the squad update. Some people are saying, oh yeah, no, maybe it's actually going to be good. But I know the community loves, as always, communities are just like, Rrr. so there's probably a lot of people who are not playing that. Hmm. Um, I don't really know about Hell at least. I'm not sure about their community. I just don't, I don't follow that game particularly, but I'm. I didn't enjoy Hell at least that much. But I think a lot of people from those games have come over to Battlebit, and it's kind of everything that people wanted out of Battlefield. So I think they might retain players because the gameplay is really good, really fun. It feels good to level up the stuff, level up the guns, level up the attachments, try different things. Each game's different. You know, it's not like it's not as enforced team oriented as Squad and those kind of games are, where it's like fine if everything's going to plan or if you know you're part of a competitive group of you know of people playing against others but like hub gaming on the squad is a bit hit and miss if you get bad commanders and things it's just the whole game's ruined even if you do okay i see or like I you see. can't you can't really follow like you it's required really the, the structure is required to have some leadership and sometimes you just either get bad leadership or just people don't want to do it Battlebit doesn't have that don't be bothered. not really you have like squad leaders but there's not really an overall command so people can I don't think so anyway. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but there's just the maps are kind of smaller. It's like it's faster paced, so it matters less. Like you can kind of decide much more readily like where you're gonna go. Like you can there are like squad leader orders to go and do certain things, and you get more right. points if you do do that to, to hold certain points or or whatever. But like most of the time it's just like player self-directed. And uh it feels a bit more free in that way. You don't really have like I don't think you have like command chat. Like one way like you do in the, those other games because it's much less like mill simmy and just more kind of like battle yeah it's more like battlefield it's 
in that way because Battlefield was never like that. It was more, you know, you're a part of a huge team. Um, you can kind of choose what you do. It's more like that, I feel. Yeah, it's fun. We'll have to see how it goes. They're doing well so far, these guys. I do think the cheapness of it helps. Yeah. Like Steam has proven multiple times, like whatever they do. They, they, I looked, remember years ago looking at the Steam sale information mm-hmm. about like the research that Valve had done into game sales and stuff and about how they gave like various different companies a choice on like how much to discount their games, whether they discounted by 50%, 75%, 90%. And um, the research that they came through with for a lot of these kind of like indie games was, yeah, if you give a 50% discount, like, yeah, you might make three times the sales. So like it makes up for it. If you give a 75% discount, you might make, you know, 10 times the sales. So that's actually better, even though you're making it cost less, like even way more people actually go and buy it. And then if you go like 90% discount, it's like crazy. Like loads of people buy it, just like speculatively. They probably never even play it. But you make like 50x the sales or something, you know, 100x the sales because people are paying for this thing because it's so cheap. So you end up actually making loads of money and loads of people have your game, which so it depends on what strategy you want to have. But it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting, like pricing something so cheaply, like 12 pounds, it's, it's a fifth of what Diablo costs for the base game. For example. Yeah, it's really cheap, man. And it's, it's one of those things, it's like, you can buy it, you can play it for 10 hours and feel like you got your money's worth. Yeah, for sure. It doesn't need to last forever. Yeah. Like, I've, I mean, how much have I played already? That's the thing, like, you play for 12 hours, it's a pound an hour. I mean, honestly, like, two, three hours, it's like you effectively bought a movie ticket. Yeah, and went, went exactly. watched a movie. Yeah, so I've played 13 hours of Battlebit so far. Like, I've been, I've been playing, like, a couple of hours each night. Yeah, and so I'm already good. under a pound an hour, which is like, for me, that's fine. Like now if the game suddenly crashes and dies, whatever, I'll have had fun and I'll have no regrets. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just not every game needs to be played for 40,000 hours, you know? Yeah. I wonder how much of that plays into its success. Cause it's like, because the cost is so low, your like mental, uh, risk investment is pretty low as well. Like, eh, you know, it's 15 bucks, whatever. Mm. And then people are like, oh, this is actually fun. And then people mm. see that it's other people are saying it's actually fun. So it's like, oh, it's also cheap. Might as well try it. You know, what do I get? Whereas like, yeah, it's a 60, 70, $80 game. Guys, trust me. It's really fun. You know, it's, it's a fun game. I'm having fun. But it's like, eh. You know, it's like, it's sometimes it's really hard. I have like those friends. Mm. that's like, it's kind of hard to recommend games to them. It's like, yeah, it's fun. You know, you should play it. Like, okay. I don't know if it does for me. I'm like, I mean, I like it. I, I think you like it, but eh. And then, like, you know, a year goes by and, and I see them playing the game now. It's like, <laughs> I told you it was going to be fun, damn it. You just had to give it a try. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of there about Diablo, honestly, because I'm just like, have I got my money worth out of Diablo? Like, I, f- I feel like no at the moment. Like, it's, it's, okay, it's okay. It's all right. I'm, I'm going to play more in the future. Just play more, Giga. <laughs> I, haven't got, I haven't got there yet to, like, make a like i haven't finished the campaign so yeah. like i'm you know i'm not really there to make an informed decision and be like i don't like the game i also did something slightly unusual and i played a class i don't usually play i'm like playing rogue so it's like a bit of a different style mm. of gameplay than i usually play in this this type of game and i usually don't i usually avoid them because i'm not as keen on that type of style and i'm not enjoying it as much and i don't know whether i screwed myself on purpose just to be I like see. i should try something different this time right. and i'm just like now i'm sort of regretting it a little bit but I will see. I'm going to play through the full campaign for sure. Um, 
and then we'll see how it goes. Like I have another friend who's, you know, he got to level 50 something and then he made another character just to try it out. And he's level 50 plus with that character too now. And he's just like, oh no, it's good. Like, you know, I'm still playing it. You know, he's like playing it mostly solo. And like we join up every now and then. But um, I'm sure I'll play it more. But like, yeah, at the moment, I'm just like, I just feel way more rewarded playing Battlebit and playing against other people. Like, I'm just, I just don't, I'm just finding it not very rewarding just playing against only AI. I think it's like a Tarkov thing that seeped into yeah. my brain as well. I'm like, I don't mind Tarkov because it's a combination and the, the real threat is the people. And some of the AI in that is like rock solid. Whereas, like, right now I'm just feeling in Diablo, it's just like, Every encounter is very similar. Like the, the, you read the same mobs over and over again. I'm just like going through the process of killing them. I don't have to do anything clever. I just have to just use all my skills on the keyboard, and then they all die. And I'm like, am I doing? Like, am I doing anything clever here? Like, I've, you know, I'm setting my build up. That's really the, the idea. Like, trying to maximize the damage and clear them as fast as possible. But it's just like it's not quite gripping me in the same way as Battlebit is playing against real people and trying to strategize, like sneak in and kill three people with one magazine because they're not looking, or out snipe a sniper with an ACOG. Like there's like there's just there's cool moments to make you feel good in Battlebit, and in Diablo, I'm just finding not very many cool moments happen. That's my take right now. So we'll see. I'm going to continue to update, and I'm still going to play Diablo a bit because I don't always want to play Battlebit. Sometimes it gets a bit tiring because it is quite high octane. Are you at and the point now where the only reason you're playing Diablo is so you can get the time spent to equate to equal value of the money you spent on the game? Is that is that what you're at? A little bit, and also just kind of like, <laughs> like there is an element. Like, oh, I have to play sure. this game so I can get return on. Yeah, because otherwise it's like yeah, and I like, and I haven't finished the campaign, and loads of people have said the campaign's really good. So I'm oh, like, okay. I'm like, all right, you know, I'll finish it because everyone said it's great. But once you beat the campaign, what do you do yeah. afterwards? Then it becomes much more open. It's kind of, um, I'm not, I, I'm not really sure, but you can either. I think you can either like make a new character, but you don't have to do the campaign again. But there's like lots of like side missions and stuff. There's like renown in each region, and you unlock different things. So there's things. like you can... no multiplayer. I think there's. I don't know if there's. P- there must be. P- there's PvP somewhere. I think. I don't know okay. whether there's like an arena or something. I'm not. I'm not really sure. I'm not. Okay. I'm not big on. I've never been that big on Diablo PvP. Actually, I didn't ever really play any of it. Um, so I'm not 100. percent I'm sure. Them. I'm sure there is because there always was in the other ones. Okay. Um. So there must be, but I think there's also must be like really hard end game stuff to go and kill that take that's like really 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 tough to beat. So you need to level up your gear and like go and find you know go and kill this boss a bunch of times to get this drop to get this thing to get this legendary with this particular thing that levels up the build that you're doing. Yada yada yada. That's um, I think it must be yeah like that's what I've seen people talking about you know trying to get specific drops to level up their character to then be able to defeat some of these like high tier dungeons after the main campaign is finished but i think there's the story finishes at about level 50 i think and people are going up to level 100 and you know it's the same as in eft right it's like i think by the time you're level 85 you're like halfway to 100 something along those lines so like level 50 is like relatively early and i'm like you know level 30 something so i'm not you know i'm probably part way through i don't know how, how much i've played maybe i've played like another yeah 10 15 hours or something total maybe a bit more maybe 15 20 uh, yeah, there's going to be a bunch of stuff to do, but it's like, do I care to do it? I'm not sure. We'll see when I get there, whether it's compelling or not. There's a whole like Paragon point system that I haven't even looked into yet, so I don't even know how that works. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that's going to wrap up this episode of Scav Talk. 
right, Jacob? So. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> we just have to see what happens with the old Darkie. See whether we got any events this weekend. Yeah. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get some more information I mean, about the wipe. I really don't like, think wipes tomorrow. But no. uh, you know, if it is, I guess we'll find out. I, I, you imagine if they just randomly wipe tomorrow? Uh, that would sure. cause absolute chaos. There's gotta be a. There's gotta be a podcast. I feel like. Yeah. So I don't know. We pr- I, I think we probably got months, two months, maybe. Yeah, we'll have to see. I think in two weeks we might know a bit more. By the time that the hunt yeah. tournament finishes next, yeah, that's true. Two that's weeks true. Saturday on the fifteenth, I think then we'll know maybe a bit more. We'll be able to see whether Chronicles of Issues come out, whether the events have stepped up, whatever, and then we can kind of draw some more conclusions. But for now, we just have to wait and see what happens events wise. It's going to be weird getting back in this Arkov. <laughs> it's going to be so weird. And so out of touch. It'd be good. You can play it fresh. Maybe enjoy it properly again. You know? Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we will conclude and we will see you all next week. Catch you later.